you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commute, no leaving the office, no getting out of your bed, no squeezing in an appointment during your lunch hour, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com zone and use the code zone to get $5 off your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is also known as Marlo, how did you feel hearing Kim say you use your hole to make money? Kim, when you said that, that really did bother me because I feel that you and I are cut from the same cloth. You know what? I take that back. We're not. You are a whore. You ruined a happy home. I've never dated a married man. So the next time you talk about my hole between my legs, measure yours. Um. <laughs> now I know we kind of pushed it to the line, you know, this <laughs> week. The next we line. pushed it to the limit. I push and I push. I know we did. And we used a, a clip that references, you know, whores and holes being measured and all those sorts of details. You know, it's a little bit, you know, friend zone after dark, but maybe that's when you're listening. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is the fact that years ago, when we met Marlo Hampton in season four, she called Kim, bottom of my back, low butt crack Zosiak to task wow. on comments that she had made about Marlo Hampton's past <laughs> and her sexual dating history <laughs> and her employment. And when she did that, she, she called Kim Zosiak to the carpet Okay, and we were learned, we were given and issued a lesson that we can take with us. The moral of the story of this here story in particular is about accountability. It's about accountability because Marlo told Kim at the end of the day, bitch, you want to call me a whore? The next time you write about the hole between my legs, measure yours. Okay, be accountable for your own stuff. If you want to take it biblical, sweep around your own front door. That's a gospel song. It is. It really is. Somebody better sweep around. Sweep around your front door. (laughs) 
That being said, that being issued, that being understood, the hashtag is measure yours. Somebody tell you something that don't apply to you and really they need to sweep around their own front door, you hit them with it. You know what? Measure yours. That's the hashtag. It's really about accountability. The lesson is learned. And with that being said and understood, which is the most important part, welcome to the friend zone. (laughs) Your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? (laughs) Not me. Hi, friend. I'm still processing this intro. Hi, Dustin. How you doing? I'm Good. How are your weekends? Why must I feel like How are your weekends, guys? Why must Kim have a low butt crack? You know Kim Zolciak. We're going to tell you about the weekend in two Oh, seconds. my gosh. <laughs> but you know <laughs> you Kim Zolciak got one of them long backs. You know how her legs... Uh-uh. You know that stick figure that they make dance all the time and how the legs are kind of bowed to the front a little bit? That's how Kim is built. And her back is low like that. She has one of those. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Them people with them long backs and the butt crack don't start until right underneath the caboose. You know what I'm talking about. That's what Kim got, and all them baby kids probably got it too, just like Kenya said. They was like, Are you jealous of Kim and having all them kids? And Kenya was like, I don't, don't nobody want them baby kids. <laughs> yes, she did. That shit was funny when she said that. I fell at out. the reunion. Yes. yes. But anyway, what were you asking me? How was your weekend? Weekend was great. And actually, we had a really good time with each other on Saturday. Oh, my God. Um, shout out to Broadway Black and Andrew Shade. Uh, we Andrew? actually got a chance to go to Set It Off Live in Set Brooklyn, New York. Yep. Set It Off on Crown Royal Set and I. Crown Royal and I. I did have me whatever that green Long Island was or whatever it was. It was good. <laughs> the green Long Island. Uh-huh. You know, because it was that black ass theater in Brooklyn. They were serving drinks. Right. So that's green with an E on the end. You drinks know, most and black pretzels. people. And pre- so the, random. the pretzels were random, but you know it was a black ass theater because they had them cup holders at the seats too. I was like, look at these cup holders, like right in front. Like it was the armrest, and I didn't realize on the chairs in front there were cup holders inside so to put my drink there. I was like, this I knew it was real. a black theater when we got to the seat and it was bad towels all across the floor you see how they had, remember how they had them bath towels laid all across the floor in front of your seat in case you spilled i'm just playing <laughs> like, i'm just playing <laughs> well how about the metal detectors oh my god fair east side fuck you going lean on me going to the high school <laughs> i never to play but the play where itself i had to take off my jacket and get my bag searched and walk through a metal detector shout out to flatbush brooklyn <laughs> wow. we was in there we was in that thing. That theater is beautiful. It is. It's a nice-ass theater. That's why they want you niggas bringing nothing in there. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I think everybody enjoyed themselves at the show. Oh, my God. Audience, everybody was so, was so into it. I could not look away. I could not. It was so good. The brat did a great job. I was about to say, the brat was up there doing her thing. Shout out to Cleo. That last scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When she was like, ooh, delicioso. The Brad is built too. I was like, okay, Brad. Okay, the Brad is back and she the Brad is stacked. stacked. Okay. Uh, but we'll get into that more. What do yeah, you we say? When, we, we're not we'll there get yet. There. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we'll get there. So you guys want to jump into the recap? Let's just mm-hmm. do it. Let's just get right. Long as I don't land on my kneecap. Wait, so is Superman's dad or Batman's dad named Jarrell? Superman. Superman's dad. Yep. Is so his Superman name is Jarrell. 
You said what? <laughs> Superman is mixed. <laughs> Superman mixed? Uh, he is mixed between... No, actually, no, he's not. He's not mixed at all. Never mind. No, no, wait, somebody lying. He's not mixed at all. And But we're going to come... I know what you're doing. I was about to say, well, maybe he is, but no, he was the last of the Kryptonians. He's from Krypton. So, so they Kryptonians. <laughs> he's from Krypton, and his dad's name is Jarrell. Kryptonian. Because so, I saw so many comments of people being like, Y'all got Superman's dad? I, I didn't want to like, say what? nothing either the first time we had met him, too, and be like, this would be so cliche if I said something about Because <laughs> you know he was here, like, all day. Because, you know, people come up to me about my name sometimes, and they're like, oh, my God, you know Lion King? I'm like, yeah, don't sing the song to me, please. And they do it, and I'm just like, damn, here we are. So I tried to return the favor. Well, okay, now I know. <laughs> so Superman on last black. week's episode. <laughs> Superman is not black. <laughs> called The Other Side of Therapy. He should be, though. Featuring Jarrell Caraballo. Um, Caramelo, <laughs> you are. Jukebox. Which was an Jukebox amazing students. episode because when we discuss mental health and therapy, obviously we, the frame of reference is based on us getting help, us seeking out the services, and then, of course, our show providing the resources so that the services can be closer to you and right. easier to access. But... Having a therapist and asking him about how he processes the information and all of his sessions and just what life is like. The most amazing part is that so many of you hit us saying that you're going to be therapists or you're working in the mental health sector. And so the episode was like life altering for you, which is great. That's amazing. I'm glad that you found it useful. So as always, a lot of you had a ton to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? It's funny that you opened like that, friend, because I want to give a shout-out to Sam V in the emails. Um, they said, hearing Jarrell speak about his journey to becoming a therapist spoke so much to me. I also was a highly sensitive and intuitive child who also always asked, why the people around me? It wasn't until college that I began to see my sensitivity and intuitiveness as a gift, and once I did, it opened so many more opportunities for me. I ended up switching my major to social work, and the rest is history. Fast forward to today, I'm in grad school studying public health and clinical social work hey. with the end goal of providing therapy and working to systematically increase access to mental wellness for black people, LGBTQ, and black LGBTQ people. This summer will be my first time providing individual clinical counseling, and I'm excited and nervous because I, too, have a baby <laughs> face. And to be honest, worry about running into clients outside of the workplace. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Yay. Thanks for sharing So many that. of you said that. Yeah, because, you know, I still be thinking about that, too. Like, what if I do get me a therapist and everything's going good <laughs> and nothing for Jarrell? But, you know, we didn't really talk about it. But after How to Get Away with Murder, I was just kind of like, oh, no, I got to take another look at therapy. <laughs> you know, the therapist has so much going on. Right. And, I, and then I start to think about therapists as a people. <laughs> And so what if I'm in a session with my therapist and I'm like, you know, you know, how are you today? And then they just start giving me their baggage. And so then <laughs> now, I mean, what if they just so casually might say something small and then, you know, what if I happen to my friend accidentally and I just go off and start talking to them and they tell me so much of their business and then I start to want to know more. And <sighs> yes, I think about that. Fran, what did you find in them SoundCloud streets? On SoundCloud, <laughs> Sweetheart Misfit said, I love Ooh, all of your thing. episodes, but this one is my top for 2018. I, too, am in the mental <laughs> health counseling field. <laughs> I just finished my master's last year, and I'm in the process 
<laughs> of looking to gain my hours toward licensure to become a mental health counselor. I can identify with everything Jarrell is saying, especially since I am a young therapist and make the same links and patterns to everything with myself and others. I will definitely put my friends who are also therapists. See? That's what I'm saying. There's so many okay. people. A community. <laughs> Both upcoming and already in the field. Onto this episode so we too can have a roundtable discussion. Thank you. P.S. As I mentioned earlier about linking things together, I tend to notice that people in the therapy counseling field also have a dual interest and talent in music. I'm an aspiring DJ as well. Perhaps it is a therapist's subconscious therapy, she says. <laughs> so Well, shit, she would know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it really amazed me, which I guess makes sense considering our show is mental health focused. Yes. yes. That we do tap into a large community of counselors and mental health therapists. And, you know, that's just so cool. And there's some therapists. And clinical therapists and psychologists. Listen to me, I know some therapists in here. So when we do the science episodes, I do notice all the psych students be getting super hyped. So that's cool. Right. Everybody be pushing their glasses up in the middle. <laughs> oh my god! So um, that was dope. Pushing yes. Hey, I'm in these streets, y'all. He got me so. stuttering because y'all didn't see the face he made putting his glasses up. I want to give a find? huge shout out to Deadstock Dev. Um, who tweeted that when Donda sees Ye at the pearly gates, and it's that video clip of the little boy that was screaming that it was loud in church. Have you seen it? Yes, her? and the mom, and the mom pops him. him. She said that's what Kanye's mama was going to do when she see Kanye at the pearly oh, gates. No. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> um, then I also want to give a shout out to um, 90s Melly Mel, who is Melvin Dunks on you. Uh, who tweeted, y'all remember when McDonald's did this R&B music video theme commercial in 2008? The end had me dying. Tell me oh y'all Oh, my God. I, you remember this? I remembered it when I seen it. Don't y'all remember that I McDonald's remember commercial? And when I was watching that video, I was like, I cannot believe this commercial followed me into 2018. I couldn't I either, but it. But wasn't I that smiled. like a whole phase where McDonald's yes. went like R&B fucking videos? Yes. yes. McDonald's had I, well, some I great feel commercials. Like everybody's marketing was at one point, because remember because the Tyrese, Tyrese and the Coke? Yeah. And even, even Maya and Common had a Coke campaign. Try to make it real. <laughs> and then Common was like, and then Common was like, if it, uh, Try if it's real to you, if it's real to me, how can one tell in the real of me, realest place I found in me, or something like that? I was like, come you on, come Maya. Man, I remember all that random shit. I remember the Old <laughs> Navy tuning <laughs> commercial <laughs> with MC Light. Yes. <laughs> when they was doing all that. Yes. I remember all them random ass commercials with all the Remember people. them Gap commercials. Want to dress you up in my life? Gap has the best right. commercials. All, all over, over all body. over. From your head down to your toes. Ding, 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 ding. So They cute. always had good ones. You know, Mellow Yellow was their throwback. Ooh. They call me Mellow Yellow. Gap had really cool ads at one point, man. Shout out to the cool ads. I wish they would hire some more cool motherfuckers in advertising right now that can make new cool ads. Yes, I remember looking at, I sorry, just to, I'll mm-hmm. be done in a moment. I just loved advertising. I remember reading magazines and remember when Khalees had Milkshake and how her stuff looked in print. I remember Rez doing stuff. I remember. I love Rez. A, a Reese. I think her name <laughs> was actually Reese, Reese, but I always used to say Rez. I said like Rez I too, like hi. They say vision. 
was yeah. like the shit. Where's she at? I don't know, but that was a bomb ass album. I remember she had a couple singles. It was that was one of the singles. What was and, the um, uh, boys? Golden, Golden Boys. Boys. It, and if you think that you know, was the oh. first one. And if you think that you know, it's a back road. Take a back road. And also, really quickly, I used to love the milk campaigns. They were always lit. It was always somebody in the milk oh, mustache yeah, looking those dope. Are big. I remember Nelly looking really good in his milk campaign. You would. <laughs> right, I would. A milk mustache. <laughs> What else? The <laughs> Okay. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to friend of the show at Huff Daddy Says yes. on Twitter. Uh, who, for oh, those Daddy. of you that have been keeping up, <laughs> there was a huge scandal amongst the integra- inst- Instagram, the Instagram yep. and Twitter communities. Yep. A scandal. It was yes. a scandal. Yes. There was a person who was thought to be missing. And I posted it. A young black like man. From Atlanta, yeah. who they oh, who thought, thought was missing, and everybody was really up in arms, and it was a huge outpouring of support, and people were reposting the, the picture. Someone you guys know? Or well, just... I didn't know this person, but a lot of other people did. Right, okay. I knew several so, people that were like just... Like mutual friends. Yeah, yeah, several people were posting it that I knew, so I was like, well, damn, if all of y'all are posting this, right. then I need to post this, because it was in Atlanta, so I was like, let me just say something. I watched it all. You know, I feel kind of funny when it comes to shit like that and people dying right. and shit. If I don't know the person, I'd stay away from it because, you know, so I stayed away from it, but I saw it all going on. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> come to find out, the person was not missing. They were actually in Paris. They had gotten into a fight and an argument with their alleged lover and fled abroad because they had, there had been some domestic abuse, all kind of stuff. All these statements from lawyers started coming out, coming to find out the one of the lovers is a lawyer, said that they were not in a relationship, the person was their trainer, all this stuff. What? But see how you're confused? Not for long, because the tweet that I would like to highlight oh, from Hub Daddy says, says people keep asking me what is going on with the IG missing persons fiasco. So I'm going to lay out what all has been stated publicly and can be confirmed for the timeline. A thread. Look at his his timeline. It'll give you all the information. Is with it pictures. him or someone he knows? Or Garnell has given us. Shout out to Garnell. Look at entire, this breakdown. These are the Garnell missing person files of... that was posted. These are the statements from the lawyers' offices, the cease and desist, oh my God. all the receipts. So it's a fascinating Twitter story. You know these scandals happen once every blue moon. Yes, they do come uh, up every once in a while. And thankfully, we've had all the materials compiled into one thread. Wait, Garnell, from your birthday? Yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it even funnier now, right? I'm dead. And, and imagine watching this in real time. Because <laughs> I was in there watching and literally waiting. Because I remember, I because I too had shared the picture of this missing person. So I needed to know what was going on. I was like, I shared this, so I need to know what's next. So I'm sitting there literally refreshing his thread, trying to figure out what's about to be next. So I need to be raggedy and It's some of the best investigative Twitter journalism it was. I've seen. Oh, so bad so. on Brian right there. Lord knows Twitter's good at that. <laughs> Give oh. a huge <laughs> shout out to at Martin, M-A-R-R-T-I-I. I-I-I-N-N-N, okay, mm-hmm. who tweeted, why does it look like it'd be in a 90s Spanish textbook? And it's a picture of Cardi B without makeup <laughs> next to a dolphin. It literally looks it like does. the pictures from the Spanish <laughs> textbooks when we were in school in the 90s. So I thought that was funny. Um, and, yeah, that's what I found in these Twitter streets this week. So in these streets. <laughs> so... We were discussing what to do for this episode because it is heavy. 
on the internet right now. I mean, everyone from <laughs> Sabrina Claudio to Gold Link, basically all of my Daniel faves. Caesar. <laughs> everyone I've ever loved. Uh, is being canceled left and right. Left and right. I can't even, I can't keep up. <laughs> I saw Badu get canceled again. I seen Badu again, who was in some mess. Every, what did she months. do? Um, she tweeted it to happens. Kanye and told him something. I didn't see it, but I saw people t- saying she I, was like defending him. But I, I didn't her, see it, so I can't I saw say what she it, was but. saying defending him, and then people were like coming at her like, okay, you know, you we understand you're protecting this sentiment, but not when it comes to, you know, white men and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, oppressors, and, yeah. And she kept trying to like go back and forth, and then, yeah, I saw it. You know, I love her. So I, I love was like, her so damn much. it, Erica. But I love her. I love her. I, I'm I sorry. Too. Her I, and Osho, I'm just going to hide them away in my house. I didn't even see it, but I heard Issa Rae was canceled. Issa Rae was canceled. Issa ain't even do shit. They, <laughs> what they, they mad at her some bullshit. A b- quote from a book in 2015 where she suggested 2014. that black... 2014. Mm. E- even further to the point. <laughs> So y'all know what the quote said. Issa didn't do nothing. We all just miss Insecure and we ready for season three. <laughs> Everybody's got ants the in their said. pants. Issa ain't do nothing. I didn't think it was a big deal, whatever it was, probably. So we thought, you know, especially because it's May. It's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do it. It's May, so we're going to have five episodes this month, which is a lot. Um, we didn't want to make it heavy. It's enough heaviness in the world right now, so we're just going to make it playful. It's not a wild card because there's no structure to it. Wow, wow, <laughs> But wow. it's going to be more so of an off-the-cuff episode, meaning... Off-the-cuff! Whatever. <laughs> Sante got all the ad-libs I today. do. Put me in the booth. <laughs> Let's go. So it's an off-the-cuff episode. Off the cuff. So whatever you guys want to talk about, if it was something funny, I definitely want to talk about the play. Because yes. <laughs> I feel like we... <laughs> It's a great place to start. <laughs> yeah, let's set it off like Vivica. We can okay. talk. Let's set it off. So we can start there, and then What's whatever just comes me? up, and just make it a really lighthearted sort of playful episode today. Well, set it off live for me at least. <laughs> you know, I walked into this this theater knowing that I was going to experience. I knew that like Latoya Luckett, yes. Demetria McKinney, Kyla Pratt, and the brat, no no rhyme intended. But I knew that the four of them were not going to do something so irresponsible with their careers and as hard as they've all worked to stay afloat. I knew knew they wouldn't just sign up for something that was going to be, you know, so campy and ridiculous and, you know, why is this being done? So I knew there had to be some spin. So I was so excited to see that they played the characters in a very, you know, comedic, you know, a very way there was a tone that it kind of kept it lighthearted. They weren't right. trying to recreate the movie. They just highlighted all of our favorite parts and made us laugh, and it was very enjoyable. And I was grateful for that because they didn't take it too seriously. It was really silly. Yeah, I loved. Yeah, and I, I, I came to it without any expectations. I didn't. I wasn't thinking it was gonna be the worst thing. Right. <laughs> I wasn't thinking it was gonna be the best thing. Right. Um. I just let it be. <laughs> What it is. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, we were cracking up. It was. Oh, we the were. Whole <laughs> yes. We were cracking up. <laughs> cracking up. The audience was having a blast. Yes. The um, audience was recording. Recording yes. the whole time. 
The, the set was super cute. The set was dope. They had the little graphics in the back, and they would just do a couple minor changes, which was really cool. I like how they did that. And the writer-director, what was his name? Jaquavis? Oh, yeah, look at him be like, eh. Let me find out. While Dustin finds it, he got up <clears throat> afterwards and was saying how it was such a risk for him because when he told people he was putting this out, they were like, you're going to ruin a classic. Don't do it. And I think he did a good job. Jacarius Johnson. Ooh, I was not close at all. I was going to say Jacarius. That's why I got Jacarius, it. Jacarius, that's I kept right, saying Jacarius. you were saying that <laughs> Jacarius. 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 J E, um, Mark. C A R Y O U S. Johnson. Okay, so him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was saying, you know, please spread the word and and let people know to come see it. Yep. It was a packed house. I appreciated that though because he said that he knew going into this that creating this play, people are only going to respond one of two ways. They're either going to say that's my movie, I can't wait to see this, or that's my movie, they better not fuck it up. <laughs> and so he said the only way he can really get, you know, the this play keep it moving is with with why am I so fucking tongue-tied? The only way he can <laughs> get like this moving is through word of mouth so he said i saw you guys you know recording the footage which i was like damn they, everybody is recording it looked like they a really concert were. like a, you know at concerts everybody put the lot phones mm-hmm. up and it looks like lighters everywhere at the stadium yeah, drew so was showing me how like. you um posted the oh, yeah. end and i watched it i was <laughs> like to rewatch that Man. on instagram stories <laughs> and imagine you just go through your stories and that come up by itself, not even the, the rest because there was nothing. I just posted the Brett, Cleo getting shot. The, and the man said we could post our footage, just don't give away the ending. Cause, and we didn't give away the ending. No. Nope. Right? Nobody gave True. away the ending. So we feel, I feel like we should post up. Since we don't want to say that, let's post up. So we posted it up. What was your favorite part? Uh, <laughs> oh, it was so many parts. I. I just really do have to say that because Cleo is always one of my favorite characters and I was interested in seeing the brat play her, I just love the, the scene personally where they recreated the stripper scene. Oh, yeah. But it was just... Oh, yeah. But the way they did it and how the stripper had her funny little mama was kind of funny to me because in my mind, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, the name said, oh, I'm still... What's that, Shekinah? Who's the stripper? I don't know the What amazed name. me the most about the stripper <laughs> was that Shekinah. she was... She, too... Was the cop at the end? Yes, she was. I peeped that. <laughs> I was she like, was. They didn't even switch her hair out. Friend, that's <laughs> Drew was like, "That's ensemble, is. friend. You it's play ensemble, whatever it needs to be played." <laughs> you jump on in there, but I thought that it was um, all the girls. I think that well, not girls, <laughs> but all of the actors: um, Latoya Luckett, Demetria McKinney, Kyla Pratt, and the Brett. We keep on you doing always that. Are. Oh, my God, I keep on doing that. <laughs> anyway, they all did a really good job. They did. They all made me laugh. They all were, like, playing to the audience really, really well. It was good. It I was really good. had a good time watching that play. I even uh shout out to, what was uh, the boyfriend? Um, And the other cop. Yeah, the one with the lisp. The one that, uh, what was his name? Oh, never mind. I don't want to get away to end either. So yeah. that's because I was thinking about the other cop too. I know the Everybody. one. That, remember the other cop, Ella Joyce, the one that Ella Joyce played in the movie. Asante was talking about her shoes. No, I was not, and that's why I was over here laughing because he was terrorizing me during the sh- and the fact that he going to say that I did it. Time. I didn't believe that you could do that. that he I was said over here quiet, like... and you gonna put that on me? I didn't even say he's gonna put that. Who on was it? He said she looked like Blue Cantrell. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
He said somebody. Well, what it was was we was chick- okay. So, so the lady that played the Ella Joyce top role, you know, you got to be like a, a tough, hard ass. You know how Ella Joyce was playing in the movie. You got to act like that. Well, the fact that the the lady that played the cop had that disposition, and then her posture, it was just making me laugh for some reason. And so I looked down at the floor, and I saw she had on a driving moccasin, but it was like they was flat to the a floor. A driving moccasin. Everybody knows a driving moccasin is pliable, like it moves with your foot. But her shit was hard bottom, like a like a red bottom, like a bloody like a shoe. Bottom. I'm like, God damn. So I just told her something, like, that's a stern loafer on her motherfucking foot. <laughs> I said, because if that motherfucking loafer ain't moving, that mean her feet like this the whole goddamn time. I swear y'all laughed the entire time. And we were supposed to, so it was fine. Yeah. It was so funny. So for those of you out Between there. Between the two of you and then Drew, uh, Drew laughed. Drew can't help himself. Drew just. He can't help himself wherever he go. And then uh, <laughs> me and Crystal were waiting to see if it was a musical. I was like, is it a musical? It almost was. And yeah. there was parts I mean, that it kind of. Yeah. I wish they would have let Latoya sing Torn. She always does Not good torn. singing that live. I mean, yes, Torn is great. Oh, I'm like, I'm thinking Natalie and Bruglia. I'm like, yeah. Ooh. She would sing that too. Latoya Luckett would she sing would. that. That'd be pretty. She would. That would be That's pretty. That's what I thought you meant. But if you're looking to have a black ass time, y'all should go check out. Totally. Um, with your friends. Yes. That audience was dressed was too. I know y'all, yes, like, I know y'all ain't going to skip over that. They that sure audience were. was dressed. So dress up, make it a whole black ass affair. Go get you some food, get high, get, and they have drinks at the theater depending on where you Fendi go see it. On. And get there on time, y'all, because yes. I was amazed at how late people were rolling Black up. Black people thought it was going to start on CP time. It does not start at CP time. It starts right on time. And I don't know if it was just that King's Theater was cool with letting people in at whatever time. Right, because you know Cause some places will in, make you. No, it's door closed. Play right. started. But they, <laughs> see it at intermission. Right. It's like intermission. But I'm there are people coming in an hour after it started. <laughs> making everyone in the row stand up because they have to get through families only in new york but that was hilarious anything else any other funny news i do have to say okay music related so the yodeling kid oh my god i love it i love it the yodeling kid i know what you're about to say a recording deal and whoever his team is is so brilliant because they got him signed and gave him a single so fast. Like, in his moment right now, he was just on Ellen. He was, uh, what did he do? He opened Coachella. for Post Malone on Coachella. Like, everyone knows those meme stars and, like, in viral sensations, whatever they call them. It's usually last, you know, a couple weeks, maybe mm-hmm. a month or two of that. And the fact that they put his single out, and you guys, it is good. Famous, right? We were in the it car, is. remember, yep. after the play on the way home, we put it in the ox court. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know that driver was so over us. First of all, that little boy sings. He does. Y'all. Mason. But I was dead that he's singing about love. Right, because if I want to be famous... <laughs> Listen to his little voice. Don't get me wrong, it's pretty cool to be on hey. TV. Sing. Millie Rock. And then I'm living it up. Living it up. I used to dream about. Miley who? Dream about. He is Cyrus. <laughs> Listen to him. Butter. But girl, ever since I met you, I got a whole new perspective. What? If I'm gonna be famous. That's fire. <laughs> That was fire. We Where's said that. that from? That's from a song. Perspective. Right. Where that's that Lil Mo, Superwoman. I don't know, but when he did that, I was like, that's like, that's like, that's like, that's like a Drake or something. Like, take it, take it, take it. 
Did they sample Rule Boy Rihanna? <laughs> take it, take it, take it, Mason, Mason. If y'all listening know what it is that I'm thinking it's of. It's little avocados, you know. <laughs> Mason <laughs> Ramsey. Y'all, he really avocados. did that. He's going to he be did. like the next Taylor he Swift. He deserves it, though. That song was He's the talented. shit. And he has swag. Like, that his song, voice has style. I have listened to that song so many have times. You? Yes. I put that song on the playlist. Oh, it's my ridiculous. God. You did? Yes. I like that song. <laughs> I li- Famous. Because when I hear it, when I hear it, I can listen to it all the way through because he actually just sounds good as hell. Like, I don't think anything about the Olin Boy or nothing. I'm just like, damn, he sounds good as hell. This is a good-ass song. He can sing for real. No, yeah. he can. That's yep. what I'm saying. Like, I'm actually glad that. Is not just a, he's not just a yodeling kid. In exactly, Walmart. you know, it just happened to be discovered that way. But he's gonna do well. Exactly. He's if gonna be an artist, and I'm gonna forget all about it, yodeling. Yeah, and forget all about it. Right, he's gonna be big enough to kind. In a way, it's kind of. Um, I mean, obviously, they have nothing to do with each other. But like the way Cardi started <laughs> off as an Instagram star, and she was just known for being funny. You don't think about that now, right? When you see her, you know what I mean. She's bigger. Than like her being a jokester, even right. though she still does it. But. Right, it's part of her brand, but it doesn't. You don't think of her as like the Instagrammer that. Makes right, music. no one thinks of Cardi think of as, as an rapper. Instagrammer. Like no, she's, at all. She's definitely more rapper before, or artist, or performer, or anything else before an Instagrammer. She's a legitimate bona fide recording artist. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to see. I'm happy for him because yeah. he's a singing ass little kid. And what a great oh, first yeah. single too. Like imagine like two five years down the road where he has like a, a dope ass album or two, and it's like. We forgot this kid even did yodeling. Like, what was his first single? Right. And then we go back to this and we're like, damn, that was a good-ass song, too. But he's, like, five, talking about, <laughs> I want to be famous for loving you. <laughs> I no. was like, when I first heard it, I was like, this is a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe right? he's talking about the Lord or something. Maybe <laughs> you it's know like, what? Because <laughs> you know You're people right. do that sometimes. You're absolutely right. See? I'm going to... It's Creepy. like, remember when Music Soul Child came out with love? Michelle, uh, and <laughs> people were like, it's about God. Which was I... so dumb. <laughs> So many things I, I want to tell say, I don't you, know but I'm me. afraid I don't. Think about it. I, I, when you said it in that moment, I said, wow. And now every uh-uh. time I hear it, I'm like, this is a gospel song. <laughs> What's you know that song what? you turned into a gospel song? <laughs> oh, no. You, no, it was a gospel song that you turned. Never mind. <laughs> Wrong direction. Be Hey. <laughs> Hey, yeah, but I'm happy for Mason Ramsey. You I think he's not a great singer. Be encouraged is definitely a sexy gospel song. Everybody knows that. That's what the Saints be getting into, baby. Ooh. You better believe it. They, how you think they be saying? Why you think the marriages be so long? They be like, this pastor's 35th anniversary because they've been body rolling and be encouraged in them sheets. That's what's been going on. <laughs> But anyway, Mason is a great singer. He hits those little high notes. I want him to work with Babyface now. Oh, put him I in the studio with Babyface. Yeah, Give him some ballads, mm-hmm. power ones. And whoever wrote um, "The Power of Love" for Celine Dion, let him work with them. <laughs> Your lady. <laughs> you Catch know him what? Catch him boy singing that. You know who should get? I don't know if he would, but Claude. Kelly mm-hmm. would give that Ramsey kid an incredible Oh my god. Ballad. Claude would make him Because like... Claude has given a lot of beautiful songs to Carrie Underwood. They've worked together a lot and you know how Kelly Clarkson has her sort of country moments? Mm-hmm. Even Pink. Like Claude can do that genre very well. It's a hard genre to break into as a black writer because it's, you know, they're kind of like eh, What you nah. know about this? Yeah. Right. So, but I think if he could squeeze that in there, man. 
Oh, Claude. He that kid up. You could write me a country song, Claude. Friend. You imagine Dustin <laughs> coming Don't out the country. Don't kick her. She's that would be all shit. I got. <laughs> I I've been it. sitting on the porch. <laughs> Everything's up north and I'm stuck with you. I could do me now, a gospel song. Now, oh, yeah, country song. Now, while you playing, if you could, if we could find Ooh. you like the great country sound. I do You it. would sell the and fuck out of a country look. everybody knows I got it. You would sell the fuck out of a country Was look. Was Bootie in the whole, whole whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What's booty in the hole? Booty in the hole wow. fit. And then you and measure stop. yours. And then you stop. <laughs> you, you couldn't even finish. <laughs> booty in the hole. It's your fault with that damn clip. Whole fish. Whole fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Hootie uh-huh. and the blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they kind of country? Um, well, the guy Darius Rucker from the group. He's a bona fide black country star, right? Yeah, but he, I felt like he struggled a lot with that too because it was kind of hard for him to break the genre. I heard black country singers just they do. It's the same thing. They just wear Timberland boots instead of cowboy (laughs) boots. (laughs) Is that the truth? Black female country singers wear them. Remember them J Lo, them high heel Timberlands and Manola Bonnie Who yes. want one of those so damn bad? <laughs> I feel like somebody was just wearing them recently and they was looking good. I was like, damn, I can't believe it I'm about no, to bring these back. It was Cassie, but it wasn't Manolo's. Was it? it was the Jordans with heels. Oh, they, I'm like, yeah, they are bringing those back. R- Jordan heels? Jordan care. never made it. They don't care. <laughs> Look, if if you can get with the right designer and they could be like, you know, yes. Michael I mean, I know Jordan's people right. get customized kicks all the time, right. but I don't know. That kind of thing. It's still kind of like, what do you like? <laughs> Speaking of customized kicks, I just want to pour out a little liquor for them off white uh, Converse Chuck Yo, Taylors. Yo, can we talk about these <sighs> off white releases? Uh, that shoe, when I saw that Chuck Taylor with that clear ice blue sole, I just uh. like my soul. When I saw the shoe sole, my soul. Was like yes, and the whole chuck is clear. Yes, ain't that crazy? So whatever socks you're wearing will give it. Yes, like, I want them swag. shoes so yes. damn bad. I can taste. Them. I find I saw them on. There's an app for the sneakerheads. You already know this. There's an app called Goat <sighs> mm-hmm. that has. There's a sneakers app. It's spelled like S N K R S. But if you miss that release, then they have them on the Goat app. But the thing about the Go app is you better have money because, oh, yeah, mm. like right now I looked and the Chucks were like $1,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's kind of like eBay, except it's no bidding or auctioning. You literally just buy it. I came They're across beautiful. one of the websites where I was looking up the North Face, um, the North Face Supreme things mm-hmm. that I'm never going to be able to get in my life. <laughs> The that, shiny ones? Yes. They're so you. What, the I'll, orange, the copper ones? Wouldn't we all look cute in those? Like, we just be the like We'd the be Power like Rangers? Because there was like a rose gold one, a silver one. They have all that on the Go app. Yeah, I know. I seen it on a uh, third party. Or not websites. Goat. Um, StockX. That's the. Is that the one where it's like the green? Mm-hmm, yeah, and it showed you like the selling. Yeah, that's what they I was have looking at. All it the on. Supreme on there. Yes. I was looking and listing and getting my entire life at <laughs> all the Supreme mm-hmm. North Face things. <laughs> anyway, back uh, to Mason. Back to Mason. Oh, I wanted to, but Mason. I'll wait till the music segment because there's so much music yeah, to talk about. Yeah, so I won't just, even ruin that. Yeah. Because the internet, all these videos. There's so much. But do you guys have anything else funny or 
stories outside of the play we saw this weekend? Well, we do know that. Well, I personally just always know that it's getting nice outside. Amen. When my Finally. neighbors are arguing. They back night. at it. They've been out there, Sante. <laughs> uh, I need to come by there and tell them, hey, man. Do you miss the igloo? <laughs> <laughs> The eagle's gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they <never laughs> coming back again. Um, all I know is I was in my room, and all I hear is, let me see your phone. Oh, <laughs> let me see your phone. No. Let me see it. <laughs> the fact that you can hear I'm that just sitting up there like, damn, you know what? I'm so happy it's nice out, but I forgot <laughs> what comes with that. But then I had to say, actually... This means it's go time. Like, I don't know why, but them after arguing, I always just, like, it it's makes... like a marker of time. <laughs> because I'm always up late at night. And so the fact that these people are up late at night to arguing their asses off, like, it's entertaining to me, one. And B, it's almost like validation that it's okay. I mean, I already know that it's okay to be up late at night because I'm grown. But then it's like the fact that these people are up late at night arguing and saying all this bullshit. And I'm actually up here trying to work <laughs> and getting shit done in, like, the weest of the hours. But the fact that it's been <laughs> it's so amazing. many years. Are they not the, tired yet? They love the chaos you're tired yet they love it it's there i can't really talk about their relationship because i don't know enough about it but from the love that i see there the love the, the, the love through all the toxicity that i see there is this level of like Mm-mm. when they're good they're good that much <laughs> right. i can vouch for right when they on good terms they be sitting on that stoop they be oh, out you've there seen them several times they be out there like eating crab legs together they're very you nice know, they be smoking together i'm sure she'd be like holding for them when if the cops Wait, ever they pull eat up crab like, legs on the stoop oh baby, yeah they get them pans out they like, cook crab legs on the stoop <laughs> like they do everything this is new york city this is everything people ever told me it was oh gosh and, <laughs> that's true too because that's how i know it's warm because people have started putting the chairs on the sidewalk oh yeah Yes, they That's set up shop. <laughs> they set up shop. But I do wonder how thin the walls are. Is it a New York City thing? Considering you've lived in different cities, because my neighbor, first of all, I love my neighbor. Mm-hmm. She is like this, like I'm gonna say, late fifties, early sixties, black woman who goes to church, but like, and she always has like the dope ass church hats and like the looks. Like it's really. You know, like, she's in it. Mm. Always looks fly, but then she has these dope-ass house parties <laughs> on the weekends. And it's just, like, all her and her friends. So it's, like, basically, I feel like I'm on a, a Joyner Cruise. His name Tom Joyner Cruise. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can hear them all stepping. Yes! But Friend, they you're be, never they I be having a I know, ball. I need to Why stop by. <laughs> they play all the jams. Oh, I want to stop by, friend. It is so fun. You don't even understand. Like, I guess someone who maybe doesn't like black people or doesn't like music would probably get really irritated. Right. Because this is, like, every weekend. But I love it. It makes me happy. And yeah. it, she does it more when it's, like, nice out. So that's kind of my marker for time. Yes. She already started her parties. I'm like, oh, cute. Everybody come over her house. <laughs> yes. I could totally see y'all going come over on, there. Come on, come on over. Well, y'all I was on the her. train. Since Uh-oh. we since we Sharon, yeah, and since that lady's name is probably Sharon, because Sharon sounds like a lady that would have Sharon, cool single older lady parties. Why should it really be her name? But you know what? <laughs> you know, I try my best, y'all, to be accommodating and just like I don't know, step outside of myself. But sometimes shit just get on your nerves. Point example A. So I was on the train coming home from the gym, which I had went to after work, which means I was what? Say it with me. Three, two, one. Tired. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> so 
<laughs> this particular day, I had to ride the two train. So I get on two train. 14th Street, right? Mm-hmm. Get on the two train. I'm getting off at 96. Whatever. I ride it up. As soon as we get up, 14th, the next stop on the two is 34th. We get to 34th Street. The doors open up. Ding, chime. On walks about 25 children. Oh, no, no, no. All of them had balloons and they had like these shaker things that they had come from somewhere. Like, I don't know, some sort of maybe like a children's museum or something. But they all had purple shirts (laughs) with big yellow balloons. There were two chaperones who were the most passive niggas I had ever (laughs) seen in my life. Because these kids, they weren't like two you know what i mean the kids are probably like eight years old because they all were like old enough to you know they was they were having actually great conversations amongst each other but they were just bad (laughs) and loud (laughs) (laughs) so i was having a great time on the train because i had gotten an edge seat everybody knows you want to be on the corner where the metal bars are that's the seat i had one of them you know, I had somewhere for my bag. I didn't even have to man spread. Everything was great. Yes. The next stop, 34th Street, boom, welcome to hell. As soon as the doors <laughs> opened mm. up, all I heard was, if you want to find hell with me, <laughs> I can show you what is. So, but then the funny thing was, as these kids are, I mean, it was whizzes and bells and dings and chimes and balloons and shit and hands and little juice box. It was a kid shit everywhere, right? This I look up, I happen to look up. There was a white guy across from me. He had like kind of scraggly kind of hair, like glasses, baggy clothes. You know, you could tell he was like a kind of a rebel or whatever. But I looked up at him and we had the conspiratorial, we ain't got no damn kids glance. So like I looked up at him and he looked at me, he was like hmm. <laughs> we both kind of rolled our eyes up in our head and then like busted out laughing. So I just thought that was hilarious. You know, it's part of the no kids, no kids brigade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy because you. I mean, I'm sure you remember when you were in high school, junior high, maybe even elementary school. Not elementary. It's too young. Taking public transportation by yourself. Not as a child. No, not that young. But it's weird because <laughs> now when I see them, I'm like mortified. Yeah, it's <laughs> too many so moving parts. They're so loud. They're usually talking about the craziest, most embarrassing shit, mm-hmm. and that's how I know that I'm old, because a lot of the times I'll turn my head and look over like, are y'all serious? I'll never are forget being on the train. y'all seriously talking about this on the train so that the entire car can hear it? I'll never forget being on the train and them talking about the Janae Aiko uh, eat the booty like groceries, and they were little <laughs> kids, and I was like, I have to turn my headphones up. <laughs> I have to turn it up louder because this is not my business and they are children. We're officially those people <laughs> yep. that used to look at Damn. us like that. Yep. But you can't help it. Sometimes they just be talking about some shit. And, be like, and I remember I actually, I absolutely was sometimes talking some shit because I was like, these adults can't say shit to me because they don't know me, so what's up? Like, <laughs> like we would be talking Back about the most. Day, right? Yeah, because it's yeah. like, they would be looking like, oh my you gosh. My but it's like, right. It's like, nigga, I'm grown. Like, I did high school. Oh I'm God. out here. Like, I got a car outside. Like, how the tables have turned. Damn, and now I'm looking at these kids like, have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget we used to have this teacher in high school, and she always used to say that to us. She was like, have some respect. But then everybody. For yourself. They used to, 
And for yourself was where she was missing respect. So people used to like play her. Like her business as a teacher, like as a person was out there in school. Oh no. So people used to walk all over her and expect, y'all gotta leave her alone. She'd be like, you guys have some respect. And they'll be like, how about you have some? And so then she would kind of get like real chill. And I'm like, damn. But then I would still leave with everybody else. How about you have some? <laughs> <laughs> I, was fucked up. I don't even want to say her name because I keep thinking about it. But I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> Having a little respect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was st- one of them fucked up kids in school. That's what you mean. That's why when they... these kids are running through the train car. That's why when they get on the train, I'd be looking Wait, like, no. what? Running. Like, having races going. And Hell I was just like, no. I can't believe this is happening right now. Who races in the train car? Between them and people that just be filming that little shit on the train. I was thinking, like, y'all can't do this late at night when nobody's on here and get y'all some extras or some shit. Like, y'all got to film y'all extra bullshit right now. Like, did, I, did y'all see the video of the guy's pit bull that bit the ladies? Yes. No. You didn't see it? I did not. I did, and he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything to make the dog release. Nothing. You didn't see that? No. Baby, that dog was letting that girl shoot. I'll tell you. You want me to tell you what happened? <laughs> yeah, you could tell me. I just didn't want to watch it because I know my mom was real reactive about Like, she was bit when she was younger, and so she Ooh. was always real, like, she won't let that so, I, so whenever I see it, I just think my mom was like, I don't even want to see it. Anymore. Right. But you tell me. Tell me. Please. I don't even want to tell the story. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean. I was just saying that's why. Damn. I was like, oh, right. Damn, he said it. Cause my mama. <laughs> my, 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 my mama. No, never mama. mind. Just you know, it's out there. <laughs> I mean, long story short, a guy was on the train with his pit bull. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. And right. it, we don't know how it started because the video just cuts in with the dog just going ham on this lady sneakers. And then obviously everyone's freaking out and yelling and the ladies yelling and people are telling him, get the dog off of her. And the guy just didn't know how. Like he was pulling the dog, which obviously doesn't help. You're aggravating it more and yanking the chain. And then finally someone says, tell the dog release. release. And then the guy says, release. And the dog lets go. The thing was. <laughs> After like 10 minutes. It wasn't like he was like yanking the dog like. Like, come on, come on. He was so, like, just lackadaisical, just passive. Like, it was no big deal. And he was being rude to the other people, including the the uh, bitey. He was being bitey. rude to her. <laughs> like, as if they were wrong for suggesting that you tell this dog to let her the fuck go. Well, he was saying that she started it. He said she attacked the dog. That's what he was saying in the end. He was like, yeah, she started it. What she expected? She was aggressing. Aggressing. She's being aggressive towards the dog. And... You want me to tell you what made me laugh? Though, what? Right? Oh, gosh. There was nothing funny about that. It was that. one thing. No. <laughs> it was one thing. And it was at the end, too, when the dog, when the dog finally let go of the girl. <laughs> Remember what she said? What she said. <laughs> Mind you. The reason this was funny, <laughs> Lord, I got tears coming down my eyes. The reason that it was funny was because the girl, you didn't hear nothing from her while that dog had that foot. This nigga is really crying. Like the whole time the dog had that foot, you didn't hear nothing. But this nigga is really crying. Is she calling the motherfucker? <laughs> Friend. After the dog let her go, she was like, you can tell. You, oh, let me get it together. After the dog let her go, you could tell she started processing the fact that the dog had finally let her go and she was out of that much danger because she started reacting. She, was, she finally was like, What's the fucking dog? 
god. I swear to you. He is Asante, crying. if you watch, because I'll tell you, that part took me out the game. Because you watch, you can see it happen. <laughs> like, you can see the steps take place. Once she realized that the dog was off of her. She the said, white girl was brave. You the saw wh- the white girl? Friend. Because it let that have been me. I would have slid my ass away uh, from Okay, the dog. until my stop. Until my stop. Look, you would have saw me smooth slide out that damn car because the white girl literally was in down between. In there. I guess the lady was like, um, literally, she was in the middle of the lady and the dog. So she was, I guess she felt pressure. Like, let me help. So she's like yanking it both sides. And I'm like, couldn't be uh-uh. me. <laughs> Did y'all hear the one? Would you have done that if you were sitting there in between? No. <laughs> shit. Oh, goddamn live rabbit dog fucking biting the shit out of... T- you see these two <laughs> fingers right, right here? He's I mean, Like out. that dude on Twitter when he yeah, does the yeah. peace sign and disappears. <laughs> Retrospect, y'all. Yeah. The shit. Listen, did y'all see that headline? <laughs> Speaking of crazy shit. Did y'all hear about the lady who tweeted that she had left like a three star review Yelp on Yelp for that restaurant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. What? Oh shit! No. What so happened? there's this lady. <laughs> oh, I like this already. <sighs> I think. Oh god. So this lady tweeted like, "Y'all, I'm not gonna believe this shit." Let me find it so I can read it verbatim because the words are what make it funny. But basically, long story short, this lady ordered something on on um, off of Yelp, some food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, left a review on Yelp for the restaurant saying that, you know, her burger didn't have anything on it. You know, she really let them have it in the review and she left them three stars or whatever. So she said, why do I get a call at 10 o'clock and it's the fucking manager and he's outside knocking on my apartment door? What? What? The manager pulled up on her, <laughs> knocked on her door and called her like I'm outside. So the article that this fucking shade room posted had the, uh, I was like, if you had the dough face, the guy like manager pulls up on customer oh, over Yelp. Oh, so she tweets, like, first of all, nobody comes to my house, so anybody knocking on my door at 10 p.m. is all kind of wild. Of course. She said, second of all, she said, <laughs> <laughs> what? She said, second of all, all this over a fucking Yelp review. She said, and Yelp support ain't going to do nothing about this. <laughs> like, whatever. The restaurant finally responds and says, um, oh, um, the reason that the manager was there was because the description on Yelp for the burger was wrong. And so he wanted to bring you the order and personally apologize. Um, at 10 Yeah, right. At 10 o'clock at night, it was totally a misjudgment or whatever. But the way the girl worded it, it was so... I could not believe. People are just... Who this does that? Oh, she was like DC, all this over Virginia. at Yelp. You see it? Yes. <laughs> yes, Asante. Read her tweets, please. Well, I'll, well, what I see right here is the review. And the review is one star. Because she said, I tried this place based on the reviews. And... It's like a whole paragraph, but then it's an updated review under it. And it says, I originally gave the place a three-star review. <laughs> oh, shit. But now it's being reduced to one star because the manager showed up at my house on a Sunday night at 10 p.m. <gasps> because he obviously wasn't pleased with the review and wanted to talk. Not only that, he repeatedly called my phone to let me answer my... to. Let me know he was standing outside the door. <laughs> WTF, I did not answer my door late at night to anyone. Y'all, how do you get How dare you show up at my house? What kind of business are you running? And yes, the police have been notified. I also wouldn't be surprised if all these positive reviews were done by friends, associates, since it seems as though many of the reviews were done by people with one or two reviews on their profiles. Next time, don't ask for a review if you don't want the truth. 
because the person that delivered when she originally ordered the burger, they told her to leave a review on Yelp, and so that's why she did it. So the fact that she left the review and then this nigga stayed outside her house, but in the original review, she was saying when she left it, uh, the three stars, she's saying that she tried the place based on reviews and the fact that they had Sapolis on the menu, which you don't come by often, ordered the cheeseburger, which was very dry and unseasoned. Also did not come with lettuce or tomato. The Zapolis barely had any powdered sugar on them and were soggy from the styrofoam container. I would suggest sending them to people in small paper bags. Maybe next time I'll try the pizza. <laughs> so she did say maybe next time for a three-star review, but the fact that that nigga showed up at 10 at night, unannounced, unannounced. Listen to this tweet, right? <laughs> so shout out to her because I guess we back in the Twitter streets. Her name is... Um, Yesha or Yesha, Y-E-S-H-A, Callahan. And she said, so the night just got weird. My dinner was delivered, and the delivery guy asked me to leave a review on Yelp. So I left a three-star review because it was mediocre. Why did the manager motherfucker just knock on my door at 10 p.m. and then call to say he was outside? What WTF? A, no one comes to my house, so to hear someone knocking at 10 p.m. is all types of crazy. B, did he really think I was going to answer the door or even a phone number I don't recognize? All this over an an average Yelp review. Do y'all use Yelp to decide on where to eat? No. Not to eat. I, mean, I have used it to get my phone screen fixed. <laughs> but not to like, decide where to eat. Because it's kind of fucked up reviews. if you think about it. Like, anybody can write anything. Someone right. could just dislike you and fuck up your whole <laughs> ratings. It's like Sesame Credit. Right. With Be- the China, you know, but except the crowd has control of your rating. I mean, that doesn't justify him coming knocking on her door, but I understand the stress. <laughs> that makes me think about why, when I, when I worked in restaurants, how I hated when we would get secret shoppers because then people thought to only do the right thing when they were being secretly shopped mm. as opposed to it always being the right thing. And then when you would get a secret shopper, let's say if you were a restaurant that always had everything in place all the time, somebody secret shops, you they just supposed to get it the right way. But because people are people and emotional, they might not like something you did in service, but that might be something personal. And so when I read a review, sometimes they're like, I give this place one star because they had salt, but they didn't have seasoned salt. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's just a restaurant. They shouldn't have no seasoned have salt. Himalayan just pink while. salt. Right. <laughs> you know, little stuff like that. So then I just think, I'm not going to trust no reviews. Like, let me just see no. for myself. Or like, let me see what's on the menu. How's it looking in there? All right, I'm going to try it. If not, but if people do recommend me stuff, people I know and trust, I'll be okay, I'm like, you know, I'm making a point to put that in the repertoire. You know trip. what it reminds you? You know how in the car we were looking at our ratings <clears throat> for Uber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all of our ratings low? Not, oh, Uber. Y'all not, been cussing not everybody me, out. <laughs> <laughs> not me, girl. Well, how you find your rating? Let me look at mine it's right on now. The side. Live. What was funny was I didn't even know my rating was in the app. I just always have good how, conversation. I don't even know how it came up. <laughs> I don't know either. We were talking about them ratings, and I was like, I think I'm like four point seven. And they're like, it's, if you have four point five, four point six, it's good. And I looked at like four point eight one. I was like, well, look. I'm at, at four point five six. See hey. where we at. That so we bad. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Look, stick with me, kiddos. <laughs> the ghetto. Damn. Why do I have a bad grade on Lyft? I mean, I, on mean Uber. I know why mine is bad. Because I was saying in the car, remember oh, how yes. I have this bad habit of calling it while I'm still in my apartment. <laughs> by the time I get down there, you don't know how long they are. Sometimes they're like a minute away. 
And you know what? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. And I go put on my jacket, jump in the elevator, da, 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 and then they're waiting. That's they really get real. Because I will hate, I hate when I get an Uber and it'll be like two or three minutes out and then it get down to one minute and then I go downstairs and then it's like canceled and a new car comes in, it's five minutes. And then I'm like, damn, I'm right here. How are you just going to do that shit to me? That's why I just wait. I mean, I do it from the house, but that I know they don't like to wait. And then right. I talk on the phone, which I know is quite annoying, too. <laughs> well, first of all, you're paying them, so. <laughs> True. Speak and, up. And I've had drivers who have asked me for my number or, like, if they could take me out. And if I say no, I already know automatically. Like, They're going to be like, Let me take star. you down a notch. Yeah. It's, like, it's happened a lot. It's kind of gross. I really hate that. They make you feel so uncomfortable. Well, that shit made me think about Black Mirror, and I was like, I can't believe I got a good rating on something. <laughs> <laughs> what the Uber had tinted windows, Black Mirror. I wish. Although I have been getting some randomly nice ass Ubers. Not me. I've been getting them infinity. Janky little lift. Them little. The, the it's embarrassing. You come on. <laughs> you ever been in one that stink, and you wonder if you're gonna stink? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's never happened. You'd be like, it kind of stinks in here. Am I going to stink when I come out? So so why the other day, me and Crystal got in the car? You're laughing because you know <laughs> Why the other day we got in the car and the driver had fucking farted? Oh, that happened to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We get in the car and it stinks. And, yep. and me and Crystal looking at each other like, what the hell? And so then the nigga going to pull up into the corner and he going to say, uh, I'm going to run in there and grab some little drink. That's okay. And, and in my mind, we looking like, how are you just going to pull over? <laughs> and then we were like, uh, okay. And then he come back. Then he ain't even had no damn drink. Why Chris he went to fire <laughs> to finish the fire. Because <laughs> why, oh why the first thing I did was roll the window all the way down. Oh. I did. I don't play no games with that. I don't either. I speak up. I said, I sp- <laughs> look. I smelled that sweet smelling, <laughs> that sweet chili fucking smell that, that I got in that taxi. I said, now, it's one thing. I know this is New York, and it's notorious for city smells. You know what I'm saying? And it's a few things might be a little pungent, but I said, but that is a fucking fried motherfucker. You pooed it. You fucking sweet. You ate something with a whole bunch of sugar in it because you got that sweet fucking piercing oh fucking God. shitty baby shit smell when you farting that's what it was it was like it was a hot fart coming out that's what it smelled like and i called it out because if you're going you bad enough to do that i'm gonna let you know i know and you fucking stink you need to take a shower after you fart like that you know what that reminds me of there was this dude once that came to my house and we were eating and then like maybe like an hour later he was like that he was craving McDonald's. And I was like, we just ate. You know, like, but I was like, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to go find, like, the nearest one. I'll be back. And he goes to McDonald's. And I was like, this is so random. Because this is, like, we're chilling at my house. And then oh and then I was like, I can come with you. He was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want you out because it was late. And you could tell he was full of shit. I forgot about it. A couple years later, we're talking, and he tells me that he had to take a shit. <laughs> and he didn't want to do it in my Bless his heart, then. <laughs> He's a good guy, that, That's actually love if you let him go. Let me tell you something. Imagine he would have went in there and wore that bathroom <laughs> out. Imagine the story you'd be telling today, then. Because it was a 
first time he ever came to my house and he was like, I had this shit so bad. And I was like, how am I going to Whatever shit you fed him, whatever y'all ate at his house. <laughs> it was well, like, you be cooking a healthy shit too. Clean them out. <laughs> Moved it right on through him. He had a vegetable cinching metal. <laughs> but you used to gave that nigga some kombucha. Kombucha. You gave him some kombucha. <laughs> But that's what that reminds me of. He was like, I got to get out. I got to go. <laughs> he, he was crowning like he about to have a baby. He was crowning. He, he was, was like, like I got to go now. But I was like, the fact that that's what he came up with. I, I'm craving McDonald's. <laughs> but anyways, that's it for this week's most random hot button of all time. <laughs> Asante is still there. <laughs> So let's so, jump in. I gotta go get something to drink. Anything? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm so dead at things. the fact that he farted when y'all walked. In. <laughs> I can see you and Crystal faces. We got in the cab and and I just looked at like, <laughs> and you know Crystal, she making the same face back at me, but looking inside the side like, <laughs> and so I just I just casually like do 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 and rolled my window right all the way down. And, and you know he was so stressed up. when you. That's did why. That. That's why he pulled. You know where Crystal lives. That's why he pooed it. <laughs> that might have been why he pooed it. I don't know. I don't want to know. But I tell you, he pulled his ass right over to that corner when I rolled that window down and said, I have to go in and get a drink. Is that okay? He said, I got to go like, to McDonald's. Uh, right. He's like, uh, okay. And then his ass went in there and came back out. didn't have no drink. And Crystal going to text me. He had to go finish farting. And I was like, well, at least he didn't do that shit in here. I'm not she I right. was about Speak to speak out loud. The fart talking out loud. Y'all <laughs> might as well join it. Win in well, Rome. Well, look, you know, the ratings. <laughs> she didn't want to say nothing to lose her rating. Well, he, he, he. Oh, right. my God. He wait fart- a minute. Wait a minute. How could we forget? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait oh, a- Lord. <laughs> the fact that Fran is dying. Fran is out. When we got out of the Uber mm-hmm. after the play, we went to for XD's birthday. Mm-hmm. And when. There was a coat in the back seat, and oh Drew God. took it, oh thinking my God. it was a Wait, 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 okay, so look. That shit was funny. So, we, we had just got finished in the car having that whole conversation about ratings and shit. I felt like. I felt like we just got finished talking about him. But anyway, we getting out the car, and in the back seat, there was a T-shirt and a sweater or some shit. And so we all get out. I let all the ladies out, close door. Drew comes over, and he's got, he's got like, a T-shirt and a sweater. And I didn't know what it was, and he's trying to hand me the T-shirt. And so I was like, oh, no. And so I opened the door right quick before the cab driver drove off and threw the T-shirt back in there and shut it. And then we get back inside. And now this nigga's trying to hand me the sweater. I'm like, that's not my sweater either. So the driver literally pulled over. Like, you hear him getting honked down. Like, the cars had already honked him for making a bad turn. So then this nigga pulls over. And instead of Drew just going back over to give him the shit. He was shook because he was like, he's going to think I stole it. And the guy's coming towards us to the restaurant. And and Drew's like, oh, my God, he's coming into the restaurant. I'm like, just give him the sweater. I'm going to give this to him. <laughs> we were so shocked. We were like, oh shit. Because <laughs> y'all took that damn sweater. <laughs> right? He gonna take his rating back or some shit. But the fact that he was coming into the restaurant, yeah. I was like, oh, this nah, is so. Is XD's birthday 
<laughs> we about to get jumped by the Uber driver. <laughs> but then Drew ran, runs Ooh. out and gives him. And then when he comes back, he was like, dang, Crystal's rating about to drop. Because <laughs> it was her name. And Crystal turns around and goes, what are y'all talking about? We were like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. We could. Oh, my God. Fucking hilarious. Woo. Anyways. Oh, my. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is supported by Talkspace, which is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Remember, therapy is not just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood stinking-ass memories. It's also about practical, everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person to talk to who is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com zone and use the code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's code zone and Talkspace.com zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. So let's jump into this week's. I'm so dead at Drew going, wait a minute, whose sweater is this? Because he had already tried to give me a shirt. Like, this is not mine. And so then he coming in with the sweaters. I thought this was one of y'all's. I'm like, where are you? You're just picking up clothes. Just... But I guess the Uber driver just shouldn't have stuff in the back seat. People getting in and out of. Oh, my the chest. Stairs. I can barely breathe. All right, let's jump into this week's wellness Damn, segment. Friend. <laughs> Well, well, oh, I'm saying, well, 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 well. <laughs> so I'm going to read a quick passage. <laughs> I'm trying to get my chest to make together it because. I'm going to get through this. Get... Are Daniel Beddingfield and Natasha Beddingfield related? Sister and brother. They are. Okay. Oh, cute. Ready? <clears throat> How two classes exist for every dimension of sexuality, even mm. masturbation. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I knew that, but I wouldn't. I, I felt like I got a handle. <laughs> felt like I got a handle on things. <laughs> well, it's a one lane highway. Go ahead. Whoa. <laughs> Yet schools for love do not exist. Everyone assumes that we will know how to love instinctively. Despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary, we still accept that the family is the primary school for love. Those of us who do not learn how to love among family are expected to experience love in romantic relationships. Mm. However, this love often eludes us, and we spend a lifetime undoing the damage caused by cruelty, neglect, and all manner of lovelessness experienced in our families of origin and in relationships where we simply did not know what to do. Only love can heal the wounds of the past. However... The intensity of our woundedness often leads to closing of the heart, making it impossible Mm. for us to give or receive the love that is given to us. To open our hearts more fully to love's power and grace, we must dare to acknowledge how little we know of love in both theory and practice. We must face the confusion and disappointment that much of what we were taught about the nature of love makes no sense when applied to daily life. 
contemplating the practice of love in everyday life, thinking about how we love and what is needed for ours to become a culture where love's sacred presence can be felt everywhere, I wrote this meditation. As the title, All About Love, New Visions, indicates, we want to live in a culture where love can flourish. We yearn to end the lovelessness that is so pervasive in our society. And this book tells us how to return to love. All About Love, New Visions provides radical new ways to think about the art of loving, offering a hopeful, joyous vision of love's transformative power. It lets us know what we must do to love again. Gathering love's wisdom, it lets us know what we must do to be touched by love's grace. Damn. So that's just the intro. And, and my ass is already whipped. <laughs> right, I got to go to Barnes & Noble right now. Woo! All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks. You guys. The damn Bell Hooks. Oh, my God. I People have been telling me to read this book for years now. It came out in 2000, so it's not a new book at all. But like all things, I always think things come to your life when they're supposed to. And I just was putting it off never got around to it or I bought it just never sat to actually read it or you know we have tons of I have so many books that I always need to get to first Mm -hmm. but I finally started it this week and I you guys must read we don't have a book club on this show but if we have to start one this is where we start right this book right here all about love new visions by bell hooks you guys you have to read it I love it because she uses science which you know is my favorite. She uses psychology, anecdotes from her own life, um, admits, you know, her own faults and where she's gone wrong and how she wants to change that, stories with her partners, family. Goes a lot into how most books about love and the fact that there aren't very many. That's what's even interesting. She kind of highlights that. But most that do exist are written by men. Mm -hmm. And she's saying that, you know, the woman's voice is missing in stories about love. And just, I don't even know how to explain. Like, it is one hell of a book. I mean, that was one (laughs) hell of a passage you chose. You know? And she basically is saying, like, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. So And so shut up about it. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. Right. And what I loved about it is that she shut says, up. when we think about love, whether it's like the songs, books, stories, it's usually us describing the absence of it. Mm. And no one really knowing what it feels like to have it. And so this is just a really incredible study of it. And, you know, love is such a, like, mushy thing and... Some people feel awkward. Even when I was reading it on the train, like the cover, I was kind of like covering it (laughs) with my hands. I was like, oh, I must look so cheesy. Like, (laughs) reading a book went love. (laughs) But honestly, the way she breaks it down, bruh. Bell hooks. Everyone needs to read this. Required reading. This is summer. Oh my God, summer reading. Oh, yeah. Remember, you used to have summer reading. That's what we'll call our book club, summer reading. So this is on the docket. Summer reading. Summer, summer reading. Summer long. reading, right? Remember the summer reading list? I do. Your teacher would give you the whole list. Was that it? They would give you a list? Yeah. I'm trying to remember so how I, it worked. I guess it was different for everyone, but right. I remember sometimes like we would go to school for like open house or something, and they would have like the summer reading list. It was like the materials list, mm. and it was like broken down by grade or whatever you were looking at. But I remember Memories reading all of those things. books and thinking, I don't know when this test going to happen. 
<laughs> that's why. That's all I thought about. And plus, the summer reading was also linked to the Pizza Hut program that did oh. the. You know, they did their pro, their report card program. Well, ours also had like the summer reading program for every book that you read and you took a test on. You got a little free personal pan pizza. What okay. we didn't have that? I remember. I all guess New that. York is too big. <laughs> pizza personal Hut would pan be pizza. Yeah. Been, it was the kids' personal pan too. So you know, it's like a little five six inch pizza. I used to love those. I was a little kid, so it was good enough. <laughs> So kids love personal pizza. Love them. As a grown ass man, I love the little kids with little size pizzas. So cute, so petite. So that's it. That's literally all I have to say for this week's wellness because reading is fundamental. Amen. That's right. Fun for your mental. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I've been making it more of a point to read more. Um, I always read like my science books and different self help. I love the self help section um mm. but i'm trying to read things beyond that you know even though this is kind of self-help in a way but i love just her theorizing but bell hooks has always been og baby. that's the og everything she writes what uh maya angelou said it's always a moment when she releases something and it's so true so check that out and if you've read it already i would of course i'd love to hear your thoughts on it because i'm not done i'm only like a quarter of the way if you want to share your perspective or comments on it, I'll you know, I always look through SoundCloud, so I'll be checking out for those. And you can tweet me as well. But that's it. That's it yeah. for this week's wellness. Let's jump on to Mr. Music Man. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, this is before we get to the music segment, that came right on time because I do need to buy a bookcase. I realize I have a lot of books. A lot of books that yes, I Yes, I have three bookcases. I now. have a lot of books that I have read, and then I have a lot more books that I have not read just because I have such an excess of books. Mm-hmm, and same. so I, I was like, I need to give me a bookcase, a bookshelf or something, and put all these books on here, and now I have another book to add to the list. Yes, Thanks, please. Friend. From Bell Hooks. <laughs> now I have Bell Hooks to add to the books. And right. I have this bad habit of buying books and not reading them. Yes. I have, th- there's a pile of that, too. Such a pile. <laughs> the, a couple of piles. Half read, half unread, half that I just bought that I don't know when I'm going to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on into music land, let's start with you. Let's start with listens lately, and I guess we'll go from there. Um, oh, okay. You know, re- so, re- switch re- it up. Well, I feel like because we do listens lately and like it's like an extended episode anyway, this way we can talk about people for a little bit. Um, lately, I've been hearing the Ella May song, Boot Up, because I know she just dropped her video for it. I love that it. song so much. You know, my friend manages her. Really? Yes. Shout out to Miko. Shout out shout to Miko. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Ella May perform when she was Me here. Me too. She was performing at the Mercury Lounge, I think the same night that Xavier Omar was performing here. And um, he knows her, too, because they was like, oh, yeah, that's family. So everybody in that little community, I love that community of, like, R&B, um, progressive, whatever. Like, I feel like everybody's, like, doing their thing. And I know she did a lot of work with DJ Mustard because he discovered her. Mm-hmm. And I love those tracks that she does with him. So um, I have a really good memory to that song. Yeah. I was on a party bus in Vegas. <laughs> and I was dancing with somebody I wasn't supposed to be dancing with and <laughs> we were standing right next to the girl who was playing the music mm-hmm. and it, this was on the way this was like after the club on the way to like an after hours so everybody was like in the zone and so she like peeped that everybody was kind of like you know booed up a little bit and like yeah. she played that song and like people were like <laughs> dancing <laughs> And I'll just never forget that. It's super cute. She makes really good music. She's put out, I think, three or four EPs. And I've always wanted to see more from her. So I think it's her year. So I want to see more of that. And it did well. I think it had, like, millions of views in a matter of, like, a two-day span. Good. Good Yeah, she was super hyped about that. 
Listens lately, um, Janelle Monet. Oh, dirty computer, dirty computer, dirty computer. First of all, the emotion picture, the emotion picture. Was I finally got to see amazing. it. Amazing, amazing. You know what's funny? I watched it on the treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I That's put my re- iPad. Yes, put it up against That's the screen really, really and good. watched it, and I literally ran farther and faster <laughs> than. Because it had my heart rate, That's you know, because of the movie. Yeah, it was a good idea. I'm going to start doing that That's from now on. That's really, really good. Right? It distracts you. So while you're you're not focused on how you're breathing or that you're tired, you're, like, actually in the movie. So that was really cool. Um her and Tessa are so cute. I'm, I don't know if that's really a thing or not. If people just projecting because they want it to be a thing. But I don't it's know nothing about none way. of that. But yeah, they they look really cute together. If that is their their piece. Yeah, and even if it's just Janelle finding her special and beautiful and wanting to like, you know, honor her and all it's her dope. visuals, it's still beautiful. Yeah, because you see, she was still doing both. She was doing both. <laughs> <laughs> she was. So I love. I like that. And don't judge me. Oh yes, those two have been the ones that I've had on heavy rotation. I like that when it, it first came out. I was like, this is definitely. I was surprised it didn't come out sooner, but I see why it needed to be a single later, especially with slower. Yeah, especially with what she put out first when she was rapping. Um, was it uh, Django Jane? Mm-hmm. And I loved watching her interviews too. Actually, I watched her interview with Breakfast Club, and where she was talking about how she liked. Um, <laughs> Uh, they were talking about, you know, Django Unchained and how people had opinions about it. And she was like, it was dope to see black people, you know, taking their shit back and do that whole thing. Like, I just like her. Um, I like her opinions on certain things and how they shape her art. Because mm-hmm. she also talked about how there was that era of people doing visuals, like, you know, when Michael Jackson did the movie. And we have seen that today with, you know, Beyonce doing her movie. But I don't feel like we have enough women. And Ashanti say less. <laughs> I don't know how Ashanti got there. Um, we don't have Ashanti enough. Ashanti had a movie. A She's visual? got a well. No, it's just a music video. Right, but, right. But oh, there's a little Justin. bit of packaging on the ends, right, Ashanti? There's a story there that's added to the music, right? <laughs> it does not go in line with Janelle Monae. <laughs> although, is it an emotion? Picture? Al- although, although, since since you did enter her into the equation, Ashanti's video say less. She does look great in it, and if Janelle Monae would have had Ashanti. Wearing the the pussy pants in one of them scenes, <laughs> she would have lit him up. She was looking great, but I just really think that there was that era of uh, there's an era of women doing movies or like long format visuals that's missing. Even though Beyonce does it, a lot of people didn't receive. And I hate to always do this, but Dawn when she just did like a bunch of different types of visuals, like she went from transcending R and B to like doing electronic and doing her own genre, and decided to like do these different waves of animations and. Like, even stripped down visuals just to give people more dance and just the way she thinks about doing that. So I think it's really dope when people are really intelligent in how they express themselves. And I think Janelle Monet does a really great job of doing that. And it inspires me to, like, the 10th power. I just I love, love it. it. I just want more of it. Yeah, she looks awesome. And what I love about Janelle is she is such an artist. She yes. writes. She sings. She raps. Dances. Dances. Obviously, these are all her visions. You know what I mean? I'm sure she had a heavy hand in creative direction. and I mean, she's just awesome. And then she's an actress. An incredible yes. actress. Incredible actress. She just seems like one of those people that can kind of do no wrong. Like, everything she does. So... That's what I've been loving from Dirty Computer. Uh, the internet released Roe Burbank Funk. 
And I love it. I haven't checked it out yet. It's, it's, a, feel, it's a very feel good. It is you know. a perfect summer record. Yeah. Perfect timing. The video yeah. was super cute with them dancing around. I heard. I haven't seen the video yet, unfortunately. I like the video because it starts off, it's just their shadows in the outfits. So their bodies yeah. look black, but then you see the outfits and, the, and they're moving around. So it's just cool. I'm going to check You got to watch it. Um, who else? I think that's it. Oh, I was telling you, I'm going to get killed for this. Oh, God. No, why? So, I wanted to know what... <laughs> Are you going to leave with a question? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a student. <laughs> I like to study why people are popular. That's, I'm okay. just always curious. I, 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 okay. I'm, you know? I'm with you, friend. So, when someone's big, I'm like... What is it about them that's working? And so I sat and I listened know. to the post. I knew album. you was gonna say it. I knew you was gonna say it. I just had to know. I can't fight it either, friend. Because he's huge, and I, the <laughs> only song of his that I know is "Rockstar," which is a good song. I like it. It's a, it's uh, <laughs> it's catchy. That's good yeah. cab music. <laughs> Rockstar is a good song. Like when you're in the taxi from spot A to spot B. And that comes on. Everybody's in the ta- in the car has been drinking. Y'all be like, oh, right. <laughs> it's a good one of those songs. I think it's a good song. I get why it's big. It's catchy. It's a great festival record, party record. Um, but I listened to the project and I I get it. Right. I get it. I get why he's big because he is that sort of cross between rock. And I wish people could see your face. I'm glad they can't. Rock and hip hop. And so I get it. Am I saying I enjoyed it and would listen to it? Probably not. But I get it. I get why he is popping. It's just so crazy. I've never listened to him before. Are you a fan? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a hater either. There are songs of his that I have not hated and I liked. Like, I actually, when I first first heard White Iverson, I remember thinking, like, I like the way that this is produced and done. I do not like her care for the song. And I really loved when India covered it, but I didn't, you know, oh, I hate the content of the did. song. But it, she just sings it so well that I can't help but not like, or like, like the song. So there are songs of his that I'm like, all right, these, this is cool. Like, on that project, I listened to the one with Nicki Minaj and I thought it was a dope tr- uh, project. Mm-hmm. It was a dope, dope-ass track. But I just don't care to go and be like let me just listen to the whole thing but was it but king I kong no <laughs> yes it's king kong it's a king kong yes miss king kong oh. something ping pong <laughs> 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 but yes post malone did i tell you that i was listening to it and then she's like i need a my time who has the password for the motherfucking one i was like no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I finally listened I to the words. I should have did that. I could have did that. Who has the password <laughs> for, for the, the motherfucking, motherfucking Wi-Fi? I don't know, man. <laughs> These songs now. He keep on dialing Nikki. It's the pr- like the Prince song. He keep on dialing Nikki. He keep a dialing Nikki. That's what I was like, what? I, you just don't get her. I, I'm just not the She's Ken Barb. She's too big for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like the track, though. It's just that when she do certain I love things, Chung I just Lee. It's like, fun. Have you played it to run on the treadmill? This shit is great. <laughs> Me running on a treadmill. Y'all know it sounds good in a party. <laughs> you know it sounds really good, like in a party club atmosphere? What? Ring by um, Cardi B and Kalani. Really? Isn't it like a ballad though? Baby. Oh, is this when you do the slow one? When, when I tell you that that when you hear that shit, the, the, here we go again. <laughs> you 
you, tongue you think just you nay, nay, this week. Like, <laughs> when you play that in the club and you hear it, that, that bass over them speakers, it is incredible. Hmm. Me and somebody that hates on Cardi B heard it together, and they were <laughs> like, yo, I can't even front. Like, I got to flat out this sounds amazing in the club i feel like she had to i feel like she did that though when she picked up all them tracks she low-key kind of has like her look uh, never mind that's gonna be too much people are gonna be like you can't give cardi that much what? but i feel like she low-key has a little bit of that rihanna factor like she kind of knows what her lane is what's gonna work so it's like people will be like yeah she made this cd but it's a bunch of stuff that anybody could have done but she still knows what her str- her strengths are and didn't try to do nothing super crazy and different and it just not hit. She took stuck to where her strengths were, which were club hits, and then she also picked it up and put in a little bit of other stuff. Like Ring 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 was a song that if I would have heard Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 1, I might not have thought her, her to put on an album, but she still did it really, really well, and she still made it seem like this is a Cardi B song because it bumps in the club and it's also a ballad. So kudos to Cardi for that. And last on my list, mm-hmm. because of the Khalees interview yes. that I watched, um, I got back into Khalees because mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of fell off. Fell off, yeah. I you did know, too. so when many did, artists. When now, did you fall off? I won't even say I fell off like intentionally, like you know, just stop. But it's literally so many artists. How they, it's like how it's the industry they keep, rotate people yeah. in and out. You kind of like lose focus of certain people. And she hasn't put out music since 2014, I think, because I wasn't food her last yeah. album, and I was back in 2014. So I started listening back um, to the Tasty album. Mm, yes, remember. And she had Millionaire and Glow. With Andre 3000. I'm a millionaire. Right. Yeah. How does that start? Where there are chickens, there are rats. Wherever there are rats, there are dogs. Wherever there are cats, there are dogs. And if you got the dogs, you got glitches. Bitches always trying to put their paws in their riches. Yes. If you got riches, you got glitches. If you got glitches in your life computer, turn it on and then reboot it. Speaking of dirty computers. That's why I fell in love with Janelle Monet because she was down with Outcast. I'm feeling sad. Like a million bucks. Uh, uh, uh. I love that video too. Did you ever see it? They were like little kids. Yes, great music video. And That's you know what song I forgot? Yes. Blindfold me. Oh my Did god! Do you remember that video? The and the beat and everything. The beat was what Hello. killed it. That like that was an era. Was that Bangladesh's era? Yes, Bangladesh. Ooh, I'll put this on the treadmill. Even bossy and all that. Y'all should see them dancing in here. <laughs> Yo, I'm back on Khalees. Uh, uh, uh. You remember, she has a whole Not bunch of unreleased me. songs that were the shit. Did you, did you ever hear um, Young, Fresh, and New? By Khalees. Young, Fresh, and New. Oh, I have you know heard, I have heard it. Was I, it Pharrell, a Pharrell uh, song? Yes, I think yes. I remember. Young, Fresh, and New was the shit. And since this is a random show, we're going to. <laughs> I love Trilogy play. and all of that. I really, and she's galaxy. so interesting. There's only one way to my galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. I knew I remembered it. <coughs> yeah, so I'm back on her, just going through her whole discography and, and going through, you know when you f- remember an artist again and then you're like, damn, this is my song. But you just hadn't heard it in years. I used to so love Roller that. Rink by her. The Roller Rink. Double hey. Just skate around. You don't need to She's think. She's so dope. That was the jam. Back when MySpace was like the shit, <laughs> I had a Khalid. 
on one of my players, I had a Khalees song and I had a Tiana Taylor song. And wow, this is back in MySpace, so people probably had never heard that Tiana Taylor song, but it was called Complicated. It was the shit. Ooh, I always had Sara. Do you remember Sara? Yes, Hollywood, uh, Redux and all that. Hollywood. Hollywood. Shout out Taz Arnold. Yes. Sara, um, I discovered them at SOBs. They it was their debut night actually. Good music was debuting them and I went. I forget a friend of mine in the industry was like, Yo, you should come to this group, da 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 and I went and I was like, Oh, they're amazing. They I were wish so I would have got to see them perform. Oh my god, and then I had them on my MySpace. I just page. love that that album. Hollywood, that red ass little Hollywood, cover or whatever. The fact that you knew yeah. That. What? Yeah. Friend, I'm gonna play some shit for you one day. When I get my, my external fix, I got some gems on there. Some Ooh. old old gems. So that's it. That's and by the way, you should check out Sarah. It's S A dash R A. And they're actually gonna be at a festival. I saw them on a flight. Yeah, it seems like they're back on. Dope. Because they took a break for a while. Um, so I'll need to I'll find it. While you guys talk, I'll find which festival it is. But they're gonna be performing and you should definitely check it out. All right, all right. Dustin, who you been listening to lately? Um, your body look good, set right? <laughs> <laughs> you think them up pussy well tight? <laughs> body clean and it's a light. And your skin just a glow like pepper light. I love Walking Trophy by her Walking celebrity. Trophy. I love that song. Walking I love trophy. that song. Then there's another song that I really love that um, I've been listening to called Cruel Mistress. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of this. I like it. Oh, I'm so already. Right? To this, right? Oh, I like this. I'm feeling it. You like this? I'm feeling it. This is uh, drop top music. Yes, you know, late night drop top. Right? LA, though. Oh yes, yep, that's West cruel Coast mistress. By, Ooh, or, so crazy P. That's dope as hell. Um, I also love the Remy Ma and A Boogie with the hoodie song company. I like that song. <laughs> I've been listening to, it, but the, the video hoodie. look kind of high. I need to check it out. Um, what else have I been listening to? There's a song with Khaled. Uh, six lakh black whatever that nigga's yes. name is the Ty Dollar <laughs> sign called on the way oh then this is my song y'all listen to this I found this on music challenge and it's the last song I'm gonna bring up <laughs> listen no, to this I love this song I hate these long ass intros I Damn. know but just listen to how it's, it's the jam it's not like walking trophy That's my jam. <laughs> that song is called Alone by J. Crows, and I like that song a lot. I like it. It's, <laughs> yes. it's very old school. Yeah, like right. When people were actually singing. I saw someone on Twitter saying that they are tired of whisper singers <laughs> and all the vibe music. Even I have to say, y'all know, I love me some sense. vibe music, but it is a lot right now. I just, we don't, I, we're not getting very many vocalists. Or I shouldn't say that because they're always around. Right, that's what They're I was about just to say. Not being put in the forefront. That's exactly what I was going to say too. It's just that we're highlighting so many of them right yeah, now, as opposed trend. to letting them cook over to the side and decide who actually is going to be representatives of 
said genre. It's, right. Everybody's like, oh. <laughs> right. Now everybody said, well, I'm going to do it too. And we all going to be on this. Like, all right, well, y'all sound the same. So be on over there. <laughs> Goodbye. Next genre. Everyone's Everybody's the same. I have one last one. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go and ahead. by the way, the festival that Sarah's performing at. Oh, my see my mic done fell. It's called Smoking Grooves. And it's Saturday, June 16th like in Long Beach. <laughs> smoking grooves. Yo, but and listen, you know what? It's Erica Badu, I was just about- Miguel, The Roots, Janae, oh. Her, oh. Busta Rhymes, Division. Oh my God. Thundercat. Oh, oh my Marie God. Jordan, oh, Selection. My- friend, see what Smino, I was going to. Friend. Raven Lene. Friend. Lion Raven Bay, Simone. Friend. <laughs> Masego. Friend. Before you even read off them names, I was about to say a smoking festival. That sounds like you where I need know. to be. And then you go say that. And now I actually need to be motherfucking smoking at that motherfucking festival. We should go. It's June 16th. Oh, wait, no. Well, wait. We'll we be, can't go. Oh, damn. Unfortunately. How we miss out on our own show. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where Sarah's going to be performing. But I wanted to say that my last listen lately. Do you guys ever listen to King Cruel? Mm-mm. Put me off. He's super dope. Hold on. Let me see if it'll play. He has a really cool voice. Long ass intro, of course. She me Hey. It gives me that like, very like removed eighties kind of. I love it. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that cool. Imagine just chilling to this. You know, I've been listening to like a lot of random French rap and all that really? stuff too. So this is why I'm like, damn, this goes right in. Like that's like a cool version of what I've been so listening to. So into him, he's super super dope, a dope European artist. So check him out, King Cruel. He needs to collaborate with Candy. <laughs> K-R-U-L-E. That's it for me. Okay. Well. Let's talk about it. As you all know, um, the independent Maya, because she's independent, I feel like I have to talk about her project. Um, Maya Maya? Maya Maya. Oh, shit. She's been, you know, she's been putting out music. Last time I talked about that Smooth Jones, the R&B. So she she put out a project called TKO. And the first track is called The Fall. <laughs> the first track is called The Fall. And I love it because it's like a rework of Fallen in there. And it's really, really dope. <gasps> that she took her own track that was the shit. And flipped it. And flipped it. I was like, see, this is what bad bitches do. Right, you so, gonna hear this. So Maya sold me on that alone. And she's still talented. Like, she's, it's not like time got to her or anything random like people just ain't really talking about time her time got to her you know how people would be like whatever happened to her? Oh, like no, oh she ain't looking the same out. or oh she sounds like something it's like no she sounds great <laughs> she looks amazing she's not doing anything off the cuff or off chain like you know sometimes people come back and they do a little too much or something extra she's still making really bomb great like R&B music like sensual awesome music and I just love her so I want to talk about that um, Neo has a song called Good Man Oh. I don't get into Neo like a that. A ballad? Friend, I don't know where. I, oh, I was in the car. I was in an Uber with Crystal. And this came on the radio. I was like, damn, what song is this? Neo was sounding good. And I don't go up for Neo like this. She's like, you don't. I was like, I just don't. 
You don't like Neos? I like them. I just, I haven't like made it since I was younger. I just haven't made it like a, a, a point to like go download his albums. I've liked his what? singles. Yeah. I've Neo, liked Neo. Remember his song Mirror? Yes, yes. Make it work. Ooh, we gotta now make those, it work. I, I, those albums I listened to. The first like two albums. But after that, like when he got like, um, all that EDM shit. Like he lost me along the way over there. Those were fun. I mean, they were fun. I didn't hate them, but I just was like, all right, Neo's cool. Yeah, because I still remember like, yeah, the room is spinning and I can't breathe and ooh, my head is just aching. Like I loved Neo. Like so, it's not like I hated him, but when I heard him, I was like, stay with me with the shit. He was dope. But I heard this on the radio. Hold up with the D'Angelo. That's all I want to be. Babe. That's all you get. Ooh. I just heard, I was. So you know it's Neo, so that's only the beginning. He was like singing, and I was like, oh, okay, I need to, you know. Go that sounds that. good. I Ooh. was listening to that. Um, now the the real hood rat in me. Um, I first and foremost, I have been listening to a lot of the female rappers. One time, I shouted out Malibu Mitch on here because she was like starting to get hot. So now Malibu Mitch was being shouted out by Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is putting out all these female rappers that you know she's posting like their freestyles. So I've just been like listening to a lot of them, a lot of these women for a long time. Anyway. Uh, with that being said, I had talked about Sweetie on here not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweetie is dope. So I just want to make sure I'm shouting out a lot of these women. And another one I wanted to shout out was Megan The Stallion out of Houston, Texas. Not to be confused uh, with Megan Trainer. Definitely <laughs> not to be confused with <laughs> Megan Trainer. Um, only because Saw Megan The Stallion. She's. <laughs> Well, she's called <laughs> Megan the Stallion. She calls herself Megan the Stallion, aka H Town Hottie, aka the Hood Tyra Banks, oh, aka shit. the Black Regina George. Okay. And I only gave her all these AKAs because I've been listening to so much her music. And when she calls herself these things, like um, on Pull Up Late, it's the first. She has a, a project out actually called what is the name of this project? Called Make It Hot. It came out like a couple, a few months ago, maybe. But um, Pull Up Late is the first track. It's real H Town. One of the lines she says. Long legs, big titties. I'm the hood, Tyra Banks. How them bitches expect to catch me when I pull up where you can't? I was like, ooh, total but, missed opportunity for a Spanx line. But go ahead. <laughs> she not that kind of rapper though. <laughs> she said, I'm sexy, and we know that in secret. Slick back ponytail, like I'm Puerto Rican. Baby hairs on yes man, bitch kill it. I'm so bad, I look like a super villain. Pop like, my butt, pop pop my butt. Don't compare her. <laughs> don't even put that in there with her. <laughs> Why would you do that? Pop my butt. Pop, pop my butt. <laughs> now look at Harriet Tubman. And say it. And say it. You are just killing it. <laughs> this girl is... Megan Thee Stallion I is like that. Her. She's the shit. She put out a song called Last Week in H, Texas. And she just be rapping her ass off in a lot of these these things. And she looks good as fuck. And a lot of people will sometimes look at somebody and be like, oh, they look good, but they, not might, they might not be a good rapper or vice versa. They don't look good and they're a good rapper, blah, blah, blah. But I think she's got a banging-ass body. She's got some banging-ass bars. And she really <laughs> is the H-Town hottie. She's hot. I nice. watched a video of her just rapping, walking down the damn street, like in one look. But because she was spitting so damn hard and she looked so damn good, that's all she needed to do. It wasn't like she felt like she needed to get cars and do slow motion and do all this other stuff. 
But, you know, a lot of that stuff's going to come along with budget later on anyway. <laughs> True. So why not just do what you can now and do it real good? And I, um, I also just want to play like a, a snippet of a song just because you know what type of girl she is. Mm-hmm. Like chopped and screwed is some of it. Some of it's just freestyle stuff. Like, but everyone, she's just like spitting some bars at some people. I mean, like, just for the party. What's her name again? Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Friend, if you want something for your gym playlist too, that is one. That that song gets it, and then in this song last week in Texas, this is her producer. They made magic together. So Megan Thee Stallion, I've been I've been listening to the fuck out of her project just because I didn't listen to it before. Like I liked her videos and I started to like get into some of her stuff. But she did like a freestyle on Wild Wild Thoughts and like a video just her uh, rapping at the car. And I was like, I like when people did stuff like this. Mm. So the fact that she just showing, hey, I could just rap too, was dope to me. So she's one of my number ones right now. And also I've talked about it once before, but Tone Stiff, um, R and B singer kid. Uh, there's a a movie coming out called Uncle Drew, which I will not even really get into because it's not where I need to be. But uh, <laughs> for the soundtrack, Tone Stiff has a song called Light Flex, and it's got two chains on it. But um, he's just a really, really dope R&B kid, and Light Flex is real, like, feel good, and it's like a dope high-energy track. This is just what it sounds like. It's that, like, okay. just so you know it's funky. And that's all I'm going to give you, just so you know it's like an upbeat song. Mm-hmm. So that's it here over at Music Men's Manland. One last thing, actually. I listened to Bridget Kelly. Bridget, shout out to the homie. She actually put out a project called Reality Bites. And there's a song called Something featuring Chaz French, which I think, I don't know if it was like the single or like the lead, but it was like the one song that I seen first. But I listened to the, the I listened to that song and I was like, okay, Bridget Kelly, A, you sound dope as hell. Always. And B, you sound appropriate. Like, I feel like sometimes people are like, let me just do something all the way to the left or, like, you know, different from what I was doing. And when they were talking about that pretty girl thing on Love and Hip Hop and she was singing about her pussy so good, it was like, you know, <laughs> if you were that girl when we first met you, it would probably be like, hey, you sound good as fucking you singing pussy so good. Cool. But when you're, like, reinventing yourself and it doesn't go with who you were, sometimes it's like a missed opportunity. So I think that this is, like, a good happy medium from this song that I heard. And maybe there's, like, more fuck tracks on the album that I'll be open my open to. 
I love Bridget, and she has a song on there called "Love You from a Distance" with Ro James. James. It's actually more like an interlude because it's pretty short. So it need to be a whole. So song, Bridget, it? somebody let her know that she needs to make that. You notice you <laughs> right? always do that. Look, if you, if you got the whole thing, give us the Just whole give thing. Give us the whole thing. I always tell people that like it sounds good. If that intro, if the the rest of it exists somewhere, drop that. <laughs> That's and this crazy is my favorite. And then, of course, it has to it's be the, the shortest. shortest one. But the project is awesome. Bridget's always been sturdy. You know what? That's just like Carrie Hilson. She was good for doing like a interlude or something that was that should have been a whole damn song. Right. <sighs> <laughs> but um, that's it. I'm done for music man segment. Um, I did want to. I want to do listens lately first. So I want to talk about music videos after. But all I'm going to say is, just for my last person that I didn't talk about for my listen lately, is Toby Lou, the artist out of Chicago I was talking about. He just dropped, um, like, four or five more tracks. He's been dropping music left and right, and it all sounds really, really dope. So check him out. He also has some really cool visuals and videos. Uh, one of the songs I talked about was called Solange that he did. And uh, he, has, uh, he also has a song called Sailor, and in the videos he'll do, like, little shit, like play Sailor Moon transforming in the background or some shit like that. And it's really dope to me because it speaks to me loving uh, hip-hop and anime and uh, all that shit tying together. So that's really it. And uh, now we're going to move on over to the TV land. Dustin, what you got for us? A very quick TV land segment this week. Just with a couple of questions. Yes. Not a lot of things are on TV right now. And there's just some questions that we need to have answered. Number one, what's going on on the Braxton Family Values? Um, I don't know if you guys have been, well, I know you guys haven't been watching, but on the Braxton Family Values, right now, um, Tracy is getting ready to have her first grandchild. She's the first of the sisters to have a baby. They had a pact that when they had their first grandchild, they would refer to themselves as the Duchess. So that's what the baby is going to call her, is Duchess. Um, and she's really <laughs> excited about it, and she was going to go on tour with Tony, but Tony kicked her and Tamar both off the tour. Kick them so, off the tour? Uh-huh. They're no longer opening acts for her. So now Did Tracy... they say why? Uh-uh. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. Nobody's saying anything. There's a lot going on in that family, and they're not talking about it. Um, Tawanda and Trina and Tracy are suing Vince because they wrote the theme song to the Braxton Family Values, and they didn't get any credit for it. Oh, shit. Um, and I don't know. They were supposed to work it out, but it didn't happen. So that's going on mm. in the midst of... Tamar and Vince is very public um, marriage turmoil. Tamar filed for divorce. We don't know if they're getting back together. We don't know what's going on. And now it's starting to trickle down into the relationship with the sisters. So what's going on on the show? I really want the best for them. They are a family, so we want to see them make it back together. Somebody fix it. Loving Hip Hop Atlanta. Karen King is back. Her and Mama D have been hanging out. It's so funny to me how... These shows say, okay, y'all filmed together and now y'all are friends. Mama D and Karen King been on the show all this time. There was never, they really wasn't folks like never. that. Who's Karen King? Scrap the scrap the Leon's mother and um, you know, she was friends with Tommy. Scrap the Leon? Mm-hmm. You know what? Never mind. Right. Thank I was just you. sitting there. I don't know I'm how like, to. I don't know so This how is like trying to explain it. Infinity War to you. Dog. Yeah, it is. Literally. <laughs> it's like, mm. But her and Mama D are friends <laughs> now. A lot of twists and turns when we got that, there. Right. They like, we the biggest cougars in Atlanta. It's just kind of bizarre to see. The whole Rashida and Kirk thing is weird because it's like Kirk has a baby outside of your marriage and you guys are like 
laughing, you know, about the fact that Rashid is like putting painters tape across half of each room so that he can stand on one side and she can stand on the other. They're making a big what? joke out of their marriage being in disarray, and I just don't get it. But maybe they know something I don't know because Rashida just had a feature, photo shoot, and full feature for Forbes magazine because her of her multi, the Forbes words, not mine, multi-million <laughs> dollar clothing empire. Um, wow. So that press boutique and all that shit she does online, for Rashida is getting paid. <laughs> Good for her. Right. So that Forbes feature made me say, She always been the boss bitch now. I still remember when she had that black car in the Apple store back 10 years ago now. (laughs) She literally, Forbes Yes, I've been on. Okay, she been on. Um, Something ping pong. (laughs) (laughs) That took me out. He keep on dollar Nikki. What else came on TV? Um, Doorbell ring wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The... Potomac Housewives. I don't know. I felt like they were asking the new girl Candace too many questions, and she was letting them. I like Candace. She got on my nerves. <laughs> she did. She I mean, got on my she, nerves. She did in the beginning for me as well, too. People forget that, like, there is no formula when it comes to, like, how to film or how to appear on a reality television show. Right. What makes you interesting is you. So when Candace comes on and she's presenting all these different elements of her life as if they are up for consideration or up for approval, you know, to say, okay, you are, you know, on reality TV because your life is this way and this is what makes you dope. If you're offering up all these reasons, that means that you don't have a natural charisma or star quality about you that makes you interesting to watch. And that's why I feel like I'd be wasting my time when I watch these new scenes with these people that do that because, like, you shouldn't be in here anyway. So now I'm sitting here watching you and getting to know you and there's nothing to really get to know. It's just pointless. So I feel like it's another flubbed attempt. I also don't know why those girls on Potomac are so comfortable saying horrible things about each other in their confessionals. Like things can be going good for the whole group and then they're getting their confessionals and talk about each other like a dog. Prime example, Giselle, who used to be married to Jamal Bryant, the pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. Now she goes to some nigga named Sherman that used to play in the NBA. But anyway, <laughs> Sherman. she had a reading. She had she got all the girls together <laughs> to, uh, oh my goodness, to fucking you know because she said that she felt like they weren't having fun, whatever. But she did it under the guise of previewing her book, so she did like a loud reading of like a part of an excerpt of her book, and she couldn't read. What do you mean? She could not read. She had a hard time getting the words out off the paper, into her eyes, and out her mouth. And so, but what was crazy was they sitting there at the table, like everybody accepted the invitation, everybody was trying to make it work, whatever. Then they go in their confessionals and they like, I know she got a ghost writer. She need a ghost reader. Like, like literally, like, Money. going in. Yeah. And then get mad because somebody talks about them. I can go a little bit deeper, but y'all know it's late tonight. And <laughs> we'll talk about more about this later. But just know, like, I'm watching you, Monique. I got my eye on Robin because I didn't like some of the things that Robin had done and said. Mm-hmm. Robin is smelling herself. She's smelling her ass a little bit this season, too. Um, I don't. Candace, the new girl, I didn't think it was a right that she was talking to them about her husband's dick. You know, the whole, he's got a pink penis with a brown head, or brown penis Whoa. with a pink head. And he's a white man. And she actually said, I mean, I talk about his penis because most of my friends, they say, you know, oh, my God, well, I've never seen a white one. You can't tell me that in 2018, the year of grab her by the you-know-what 
coming from the president, okay? That people have not seen a clip of uh, somebody else's thing other than their sexual partners. You haven't seen a porn clip. You haven't seen a porn ad. All I know is, when just for me, (laughs) when that conversation came up, I knew exactly what Candace meant. Because Candace is with a white man. And if I would meet Candace, not that I would be like, well, so girl, like, so, so just to give you a little bit of context, uh, it, I don't remember how it came up, but it came up that her husband's penis is brown, but the tip is pink. She brought it up. She, her words. That's how her it words. came up. She brought it up. Now for me, I don't want to know. Like if I see that you were a white man, I'm just like, oh, okay, you're a white man. But her like, first time meeting all of them, by the way. R- right. Not like when you're honestly, close friends. I don't know about your boyfriend. It, at all. If at I have all. to be around the both at of you, all. that's like... Information I should never know. Thank you. But I did. But I will say when I watched the scene, I immediately thought about her being with homegirls. But I had to think like these are not your homegirls. Like you just met all of these people, and you are like, like in their first conversation with you, you talking about your husband's dick or your your fiance's dick. One of the first things that these women are going to think about when they talk to you is the fact that you spoke about your husband's penis, not that you just that you a pageant queen or that you educated or you from a good family. None of these things. This is what they will always think about. So they were comfortable enough to sit with her at a table at her event and just clown her and be like, so what's what's up with the husband with the brown penis or whatever? Like when Sharice was talking to her, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't even feel bad because you did this to yourself. And girl, I like you. And I understand what she was trying to say. Like, I feel like she probably has conversations with black people and they're like, yeah, girl, I don't know how you do it with that pink penis. Because, you know, I, I too have been skeptical <laughs> about the pink penis. Like, like, I'm not about that. I don't know nothing about that. Anyway, seeing her talk about that and think that she needed to lead with that, I understood to a degree. Because I feel like maybe her pageantry or whatever it is kind of got in the way of her thinking she needed to explain everything on TV or what. But it's like she... <laughs> Dustin is exactly right. She needs to just learn how to like live on camera, like this not actually right. force off all her shit from the damn penis to all the other shit because there was more. But her personality. There's no way bubbly. to rationalize it to me beyond her trying to do something that would be interesting or you know um, something kind of wild that she could say on camera to make herself like noteworthy. Mm. I felt like she she really? resorted to that. Mm-hmm. Oof. What else? What other reason did she have to describe her husband's penis to a whole bunch of hoes? She just be met. no worthy for that. That's <laughs> all. Just like oof. And not only that, the conversation didn't stop there. They went on to ask her about her mom and her financial involvement in her and her husband's life and who pays for what in the house and all this stuff that oof. they had just. They literally. This was when they met. Her. This was the event to get to know her. And they asked her all these questions, and she made them feel comfortable and answered them like a damn fool. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. My soul and my spirit is just a little <laughs> thrown off right now. I feel like everybody's just doing all kinds of crazy stuff on reality TV, and I just don't get it. Then the Queen's Court wasn't even good on Monday. I tried to watch the first five minutes of that. Who's I on it now? Who's her partner? There really is no partner. Her and New York Tiffany Pollard have been doing spot dates together. There's supposed to be a revolving battle for who's going to be the permanent guest judge. There was a comedian on there today that I wasn't familiar with, but the show just, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to rewatch it because I want the best for them. I just want to move on because I just, <laughs> I'm trying so you hard not to be tired. negative nowadays. You know it. what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying not to just dog people out. That's why, like, everybody, I see all you guys that want me to talk about Kim Zosiak and what happened on The Real Housewives. And because we had a guest last week, we didn't do that. But, 
what can I really say? You know, beyond really just ripping her ass to shreds. That hasn't already been said. Now, I could easily get on here. We could talk about her lips. We could talk about her earlobes. We could talk about... Let's hold her earlobes. She gets fillers to hold her earrings up. We could talk Wait. about... Yep. We could talk about... There's so many things about her that we could discuss. But what good is it? If I really... I could make y'all laugh and really, like, nail her ass to the floor. But I'm not even going to do it. Because it just, all it is is keeping me talking about her, keeping her name going. I just want her to fade away. Just like a few other people. So that's why I'm not talking mm. about her. And that's why I'm not talking about him either. Let's move on. <laughs> him. Y'all can know I, who him is. Well, can I talk about a couple of things for TV Land? <laughs> if you would like to. Um, I just wanted to shout out Viceland for, the, uh, for my house. Just because it was a dope. Oh, so good. Right. It was just a really, really dope show to watch. I've watched it like three times now. I'm in love with all the characters on there. Um, all the people that are doing things, um, just doing shit. Like, I just think it's dope to see the culture and the scene, like, spotlighted, but through all faces of color. <laughs> all Like, in the gay scene, like, you know, we always had Paris is Burning. We've always known. But, like, to see today that there's a spot for us in media that is you know what we are like who we are and shout out to precious um precious <laughs> paris Pre precious ebony i think is house of ebony i need to look that up but anyway precious is a host slash commentary commentator that's on the show uh instantly fell in love with precious personality tati uh instantly Ooh. fell in love with her um tati killed it tati killed As, it there was one scene it was the ball that they went to, the, what the, was it called, coldest ever? The coldest winter ever ball. Coldest winter ever. So when she showed up, that outfit with the yes. glasses. It was already boots, hot, and I then they like, showed the boots. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I went online trying to figure out what <laughs> I was like, oh, I need, no, but I like need these glasses. <laughs> and I thought that it was dope. Sorry for anybody she that I'm ruining amazing. it for. Uh, pause here and go watch if you want to know. But I just thought it was so dope that she even got to say that whole lesson about it didn't, and maybe I might be speaking out of turn. I shouldn't even be saying nothing like this. But for her to say, it didn't matter what house she was in. All she needed was herself. Like, that was such, like, that's ultimate validation. Because in the ballroom scene, like, you know. She, seven. All she that shit gets serious, though. Like, if you're in a different house and you probably repping something or somebody hating on you, them people, I remember in Atlanta, people used to, like, be fighting outside the club and shit. And I'm sure that shit still happens today. And so, I can imagine the anxiety of knowing that you, like she was saying, you don't have that crew. That's like on the sidelines pumping you up so that yes. you can get through it with the adrenaline. She kind of had to just jump out she there. She had to do it. And, and then they just had to give her that out. energy because she deserved it. Like So good. So good. And also, uh, I think, I forgot who the, the dude was, but the one that was friends with her. Mm -hmm. um, he was bomb. Like the moment they first showed him and he was just walking around in slow motion, I was like, this is excellent. Like, such a great show. Such a great show. So I want to see more of that. It's I just have to shout Viceland out. <laughs> <laughs> for that um that was it miss vanji miss vanji <sighs> i don't even know it but i know that it's a thing okay i've so never seen an episode of the show i just know okay so i'm just thing. so sorry since you did that only because rupaul always has these uh you know rupaul does rupaul's drag race and every so often rupaul does the all-stars it's kind of like america's next top model vanji was on one episode of rupaul's drag race Went home the first episode. I'm sorry Damn. for anybody I've ruined it for. But made such an impact with her exit. Because when she exited, she said, Miss Vanjie, excuse me. And kept saying, Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. And when she left, 
every episode, they still say it. <laughs> and I, I, the influence, all I'm going to say, <laughs> she's probably going to be back on All Stars and she went home on one episode just because of the Damn. influence of her, her exit. I That's, only know because of YouTuber James Caldwell, who I always bring up, who I really enjoy. <laughs> Shout and out to James Caldwell. He for reviews being the show all the time, but. <laughs> I watched one of his live broadcasts and he brought it up and he was saying how it was such an iconic moment that it was never going to be forgotten. Never. Yeah. I actually wrote Vanjie on, um, I told the people at Starbucks my name was Vanjie so when they called out. No, you didn't. It's Vanjie! (laughs) You're terrible. (sighs) That was it. Uh, Anything else? Any sideline things? No. All right. Now we're going to move on over, pardon me, to the email segment asking for a friend don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com all right so for this email it says because who in the hell wants a dishonest friend (laughs) hello i'm in a compromising position and really would love your opinions on the issue i've been struggling with reaching out as i know this may be an extremely sensitive matter so here goes i have a male friend who's an extremely wonderful understanding guy he's educated and has an amazing job as an accountant We've known each other for about six years, but only recently became close the last two after working together. We both have a mutual friend named Kelly, to whom he recently expressed he has feelings for, but nothing came of it. Shortly after, I noticed it was weighing on him emotionally, so I took it upon myself to have a conversation with Kelly to see how she felt about him. She expressed she only liked him as a friend and said she thought all this time he was gay because of his sometimes flamboyant mannerisms and thought it was something she could not look past. Now, allow me to add, many of our other friends have asked me in secrecy if he was gay or not. I always answered, does it matter? Will it change your thoughts of him? Then why does it matter? I guess I never put much thought into it because I never really cared. But he has been wanting to advise me on, he's, he's been wanting my advice on how he should move forward, but I honestly don't know what to say. My question is, should I tell him about what Kelly said as everyone in our circle assumed he was gay? I fear telling him will make him feel the need to suppress those mannerisms inadvertently changing who he is signed between a rock and a hard place so what should she do if Sante <laughs> why are you <laughs> like, are you supposed I, to but I like how he had that pose that whole and time then look, looking, look crossing his legs <laughs> um you know this one I am a rock and a hard place too I need you know I need answers from the friends on what y'all think no you didn't <laughs> what is this ping pong <laughs> ping pong what's this ping pong <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are the type and you really don't care, like you say you don't care, um, I feel like this could go one of a, a bunch of million trillion ways, and I honestly don't have the right answer for you. Well, how would you tell him? What would you t- would you tell him? That's what I'm. That's what I was about to say because I don't know if I would want to necessarily get involved with the fact that everybody has had these issues with whether they want to know or not. And then all of a sudden putting off on him, like, look, everybody's been asking. Because that's annoying. Like like you said, you're, you're scared of, you know, pushing him further into a hole of, like, not wanting to reach a lot of this. And it's random because somebody tweeted us to watch Giants, and I have been watching, and I feel like some of this might parallel into that. Anyway, um, I might just be like, like, what you worried about that girl Kelly for? Like, if she's not giving you the, the interest back, like, you should just move on and try to just tell him that it's not going to work between y'all because she's not feeling you like that. And, you know, you need to find somebody that you're compatible with. And it might not have anything to do with sexuality. It might just be how he is and what he's doing. And I just say that because 
I feel like sometimes people do get grouped off as such, and so they just kind of operate like on one accord with people. Like if someone starts to treat you like, not necessarily they feel like you're treating them like you're gay, but you're being treated like you're being handled almost a certain way, then you might be like, okay, well, they're not really, they don't really care for me being a little feminist, so let me just worry about what I'm doing over here. Or maybe they need to have a deeper conversation with their friends but don't know how to have it because of the judgment. And by you telling them, I don't feel like it's going to help. So I would just try to be like, that girl ain't even worried about you, so don't worry about her. You should worry about somebody that's going to be worried about you. And then help him find somebody that he's going to actually be into that's into them. Now, if you, for a fact, know some other stuff, then I feel like maybe you should have a conversation with him, like about his sexuality and all that stuff. But if you genuinely don't care, then I just would not try to do all that other stuff with him, honestly. What about you, Dustin? I think everybody that he wants to holler at that is not interested in him for whatever reason, I feel like the reason they're not interested is kind of like something that they need to keep to themselves. And they just need to say yes or no. You're not interested in him, you're not interested in him. If you're not interested in him because you feel like he acts feminine and you think he might be gay, that's fine that that's the reason you're not interested in him because you're not attracted to that. You know what I mean? And so that's that, but there's a difference between, to me, the other involvement from other people stops there. It doesn't then become a question of, will somebody bring it to his attention? Right. Because he needs to know what people are saying and clear up what's going on with his sexuality. Right. No. If you ain't trying to bone, then leave him alone. That's all you need to do. And that's where the buck starts and stops for me. I don't really feel like it's a conversation beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's just she ain't interested. Roll on. And if she starts keeping that stuff going and she's messy, and then if he is gay, then the gay side can come out and he can really get her ass. You know what I mean? For keeping the mess going. Get to all right, wait a minute, bitch. Let me tell you something. Oh this is my God. secret to tell, and I don't have to goddamn tell it because you have a question. I don't want you. So it doesn't matter wow. what I am, if I'm gay, straight, curved, or crooked. I don't want you. So I'm wow. looking forward to that part. Write us back, girl. I've actually been in that position where a friend of mine was interested in someone else. And when I asked that other person what was up, they asked me, isn't that person gay? And I was like, whoa, (laughs) a plot twist, (laughs) because I just didn't expect that from them. Um, I didn't expect that conversation at all. I just expected, like Dustin said. Yes or no. Right. Not a question of like, but isn't he like, that's not what I asked you. Right. And I didn't go back and tell him that mm-hmm. because I felt like that's none of his business. Right. That she's questioning his sexuality. And if he hadn't talked to me about it and if he hadn't talked to her about it and if he hadn't talked about it, period, then why is it my job to pry she was asking me to see if I had some, exactly. some scoop. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what she really wanted to find out. And I just felt like that's when I kind of took a step back. Like, at the end of the day, none of this is my business. And that's why I said if the writer really doesn't care. Yeah, and that's how I felt because I love that person. So I was like, I this is actually none of my business. And whatever his sexuality is, I never asked him, never questioned it. Whoever he wanted to date, you know what I mean? I felt like... It wasn't something that ever even came to me. That's why I was like, she kind of sideswiped me when she brought it up. Because I was like, what? 
this isn't even what I'm asking you right now. <laughs> and obviously <laughs> like, not, girl. If I'm co- if I'm telling you, you know, you know? Like, I'm like this isn't even what we were talking about, and that's such a personal question. If you really want us to know, guess what? You should have asked him when he showed interest. She should have asked him directly. Right. Well, aren't you? You know, and then you guys have that combo. If you really want to know what's right. going on, <laughs> but the whole gossip, ask someone else about someone else. Like, come on. I just don't participate in that, especially now when it comes to sexuality. Because I think that's a very private decision. And it's who you sleep with. Like, come on, grow up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I say leave it alone. Me if he too. wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. He's and that, that information could actually be kind of hurtful, too. Real talk. Like, that could yeah. damage, like, a lot of things about him if it's not. I don't know. It's just, it's just there's no reason for her to carry that bag. Mm-hmm. Bone collector, right? <laughs> so, and yeah. I, and I feel like she's she's talking about you know should I bring it up because it has been talked about with their friends. She want to know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really don't care, like you just don't really need to say that. But part of you, I feel like, might have some sort of interest. And honestly, unless maybe you're curious too on the low, right? Like, right. like if that's if you trying to like reach a common ground with him because it might be something you dealing with or something, maybe. But even then, like that's his business that he ain't came to you about. So unless you want to go to him about your business to see if, to see if that's gonna open a door, then fine. But that's really not you. You don't need to be talking to the girl because you ain't he ain't asked you to be the wingman. And so you don't need to tell them what the girl said because that you don't ain't your business. You don't care. I just don't want to be in the middle of shit. That's why I just be like, that girl, oh, let them have it real quick. As soon as she brought it up, she was like, uh, I thought. <laughs> oh, he ain't gay. Is you? Shit. I guess not. He <laughs> said, he you. said, what's up? Shit. No, bitch, he not gay. Right. He Damn. You. <laughs> and not for nothing. Just because oh. I'm one of those people I hit on anybody. I just don't be knowing what time it is. And somebody be oh, he's straight. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't know. You know, he might be straight to you but we want to be he with might be like i'm just saying you. people will say whatever and i just I don't, don't care that's why i never you say you know what though you know how i feel about that it's but a that's spectrum. why I don't, exactly that's why i never depends say so you gay. asking depends what day look that's why i don't go so what are you gay or are you straight like i don't just do that and i'll just be like, i thought that he was straight like if somebody says someone's interested in me but like, ain't he straight but like, i don't know is he like i just heard he was still the kid he might like, be I need straight to, to you look i mean i'm just saying sometimes shit happens but <laughs> <laughs> But that was it. Um, this has been a long ass episode. I hope that that helped your ass. Um, please write back in and tell us what happened. For those of you that did not catch it, the email is thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's the end of this segment. Now on to the black business of the week. So Kid Fury came up with the hilarious Cadbury. name. Cat Fury came up with the hilarious name of iOS press release. Mm-hmm. Yes. For these apparent notepad challenges that are taking place online where someone will say something wholeheartedly and then 24 hours later flip the script and have to apologize. Remember back in the day people had publicists that would do that? Yes. It'd be like a they release statement. You know what I mean? That you clearly took time with media training. But now they just hop up on their notepad with all their grammatical errors. Yes. (laughs) With the line still under it. The line literally tells you to correct this. No punctuation. Mm -hmm. No structure. um, And just kind of throw it up there too quickly a lot of the times. I think they don't take the time to be like, is this a clear apology? Is this genuine? Um, But I thought in the case that any of us get canceled... 
and we have to put an Iowa's press release. And when I say us, I don't just mean the three of us in this room, but I oh. mean those of you listening. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I'm just deleting my social media. Because <laughs> we're a Going community. Going to give me a regular ass job. I do not We're care. an ecosystem. And if the time comes where you are canceled and have to release a press release, I suggest using <laughs> black-owned company <laughs> Social Note Pro. <laughs> Man, friend. Because if you're going to go there, you might as well support the community. I'll say it. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> There's an app, black-owned app called Social Note. There's also Come Social through. Nut Pro. Social Nut. Lord, what is going on with me? Social Note Pro version. Um, and I love it because you can customize your press release if you want a lavender <laughs> background with black font. Or maybe you want it to be in script. Maybe, you know what I mean? You can kind of customize it to whatever your vibe is that day. Mm. And I love that because it makes it artistic. You can apologize in style. Yes. While contributing to the community. You're sorry for 2018. <laughs> so that's my Black Business of the Week. Shout out to Social Note Pro. Amen. That was a black-ass business. <laughs> I like that. And that's it for this I week. I like that. <laughs> that was a black-ass advertisement for that business. <laughs> I like how you did that. <sighs> so that's it for this week's ep- What? You Sorry, no. Something? Go ahead. What? Church announcement. Church announcements. What do you guys have for us? Oh, Chicago, Friend Zone Live. Say Shot yes. City. May 12th. We're seeing you soon. Can't wait to see y'all in Chicago. May 12th, we'll see you in LA, June 16th as well. Um, that's all I can talk about. Asante. <laughs> if I were a rapper, yeah. Back in New York City, Wednesday, June 6th, 7 30 p.m. Tickets on sale this Friday. Go pick them up. I think I'm gonna do some new games this time. I got games out the ass. When I tell you, I have so many different types you of should. games. Those are so fun. So, like, everything that y'all saw might be completely different just because. So, then when I do this shit on TV, it's just a bunch of different shit all Yay. the time. If I were a rapper, come through. Go play. All right, so when do the tickets go on sale? They go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, If I were a rapper.com. You can check my social media at Hey Asante. The tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. If you log onto the website today or tomorrow or tonight or whenever, it's not going to work. Oh, at 10 a.m., the tickets will be on sale. If they're on sale after 10 a.m., don't tweet me because I can't do nothing about it. They'll just be on sale when they go on sale. And it's a Friday. You get paid. New month, new blessings. Might as well see a show for next month. Get ready. Hey, now. Buy them now. That's it for me. What about you, Fran? On May 22nd, that is a Tuesday night, I will be hosting the New York leg of Francesca Ramsey's new book tour for Well That Escalated. You hear me? Yes. Well That Escalated. I was going to say, what book is called? What? I didn't know about that. Well That Escalated quickly. And you can get tickets because you have to turn out for her. This is Cheska's first book. And that is the day that it will be releasing. It's a very big deal. It's a party. And I'm honored that she chose me to host it and uh, and facilitate the conversation about how she wrote the book and about yes. the book, obviously. So please grab your tickets. It there. would be amazing to see you guys there. I'll be there. You can grab your tickets at WQET. Wait, well, that, wait. W T E Q. Well, that escalated quickly. Yes. W T E Q book.com. WTEQbook.com. And that's where you will find tickets and all other information about her book. 
Please support her. Pre-order it now. You can go on Amazon, Barnes yes. and Noble. You ain't got to worry about on it. On that website to get the book now. Please do it. Support, support, support. She should actually be the second Black Business of the Week. Okay. Yes, Lord. And that's it for this week's episode. As I got one more oh, church announcement. Go ahead. Just if you're listening to this episode and you're going to be in St. Louis, I will be in St. Louis Saturday, May 5th. I'm hosting the pop-up shop for The Read at 14th Street Artist Community. That's 2701 North 14th Street. It's always amazing that when I go to different cities, people that listen to the Friend Zone and not The Read will show up. It's so dope. <laughs> just to say hi to you. Yeah, they're That's just so like, they're like, I don't even listen to this podcast. I just knew you was going to be here for the friends. I I was like, well, thank you cute. for coming and doing that. It's happened to me several times. I can't even believe it. So all you listeners, I'm letting you know I'm going to be in St. Louis. Hope to see you and hope that you love me because I love you. That is it again for this week's episode. Friends, yes. take it back away. <laughs> we love you guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. Stay black and protect yes. your magic. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.